FM. See you on the lift. Back attack, dude. Fun <laughs> boy! Hey, your homies good. Slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. All right, today's a big day here at the Bomb Hole, which is presented by Pub Beer and, of course, the Juggernaut Run Through a Wall Smelling Salts. Now, today's episode is a big episode. We have a globally loved, world-famous snowboard duo. This is our first repeat guest, and we're doing it duo style today. We got Jess Kimura and Dara Reed in studio. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Thanks. How are you? We're doing great. We're happy to have you. <laughs> Jess, what's happening? Anxiety levels are high. Perfect. Yeah. Jess made us listen to a meditation um, soundtrack on the way here to calm our nerves. Didn't work. It didn't work. Perfect. I'm feeling good. And uh, for the listeners, we also have uh, the COO, I think her title is, of the bomb hole. GM. I GM. Don't, GM, uh, GM. Jules Spadero, the glue. I, I just work here. If you have any questions, ask Jules. Uh, she's in the studio today. Jules, how you doing? I really couldn't be better. I'm a little hungover. <laughs> Went to a SZA concert <laughs> last night. Oh, but what? I'm doing great. SZA. You guys would have loved it. You guys missed out big time. <laughs> and of course, we got uh, Silk D, the producer back there behind the scenes. What's happening, Silk? What up, fam? The bangs are looking good. <laughs> Thanks. They're clippings. They're clippings. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Silk D's haircut? You have to like it. I think it's sick. Why? You look really nice. Thank you. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Which camera is on you? It's up in, it's the, in ceiling. the ceiling. Oh, okay. Look at the ceiling. That's the silk cam. Nice. Chris, how are you doing today? Wow. Nobody ever asked that. You're huh? glowing. Yeah. I feel great today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is going to air in uh, November, I think. So today, this is October currently, but uh, I proposed to my lady this morning and she Woo! said yes. So today's, a, today's an exciting day. We're feeling good. But it's not about me. It's about this world famous, globally loved duo. So what we did for this, this conversation is going to be a little more round table, a little more open format. We're just going to talk some shit for a while and see how it goes. But let's start it off with a question from Altham. Sorry if I butchered your handle. Uh, they want to know, what is the weirdest situation you guys have been in together? Um, we've been in a lot of weird situations together. But the one that comes to mind most recently was uh, when we were in Japan. And Dara wanted to go to this influencer onsen. And these onsen, it's like an outdoor onsen, it's a, which means like it's a hot spring, essentially, out, outdoors. And... Um, I did not want to go, but I went along anyways and watched as she like got in the, it's just an outdoor random hot spring in the middle of nowhere. And can I interrupt? The sure. influencer onsen was not my idea, but okay. I was happy to she be there. She was happy to be there. So <laughs> she gets into her bikini and gets in the influencer onsen. And uh, all of a sudden we look up and down the trail, walking down is a the situation shook me up, as you can see. <laughs> Clearly. Is a row of like 25 giant, giant Austrian or German men. And they come down and just immediately, they're like, sup, and just immediately rip off all their clothes, ass naked. Their dicks have um, compressed due to the cold. <laughs> I didn't get a close look at the dicks. But, but I was, because I was standing outside where they, where they all were. <laughs> Where it was cold. Um, and they, the dude was like smacking his dick, being like, come on, come on, wake up. And 
they got into they got into the onsen, the onsen. Uh, just ass naked and like surrounded like she was uh, at the very back and got stuck back there so and I, I, the whole time I was just sitting there like do I make conversation how do I get out of here without like having to walk by all of these anyways I didn't know where you were gonna go with that question and I was imagining a worse story than that that wasn't that was a weird situation though but that was super weird we've been in weirder I think <laughs> I like the term compressed for shrinkage <laughs> I was trying to be politically the compressed penis is a real issue uh, in the cold, so it's something. That must guys, be so hard. You guys, for you. you guys would not <laughs> know so what hard. it's like. That and Adam's apples, I totally get it. Yeah, you guys wouldn't know so what it's like hard. to walk. Her. We got these Adam's apples. It's just you guys think being a woman imagine. is hard. You guys just don't know about shrinkage and Adam's apples. It's just challenging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the buzzer? You want the buzzer? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me find it. Got, How did you handle the situation there? Did you? Confront. I just tiny <laughs> Sorry. Thank wait. you. Um, I don't know. I just sat there and like did, did a you lot make of eye overthinking. Contact? No, I don't. I don't even think I made conversation. I just sat there and thought about what I should say and if I should say anything. And then eventually, I finally got out after overthinking it for way too long, mm. and uh, we left. Mm. Yeah. It's an insightful story. I German like schlong. <laughs> We talking uh, turtleneck or are we talking? Uh, like I said, I didn't get a close look. It was a variety <laughs> pack. It was a variety pack. Okay. Well, there was like twenty plus of them. Okay, a couple <laughs> anteaters, just a couple old fashions. Couple toques, couple of helmets, <laughs> <laughs> couple sleeves. Yeah. Couple of in betweens. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. We're having fun. You know, I I will say, I don't know if this is out of line, but we're going to get right into it. Um, you know, I, one, one thing I love doing is taking a piss outside, hanging dong, especially like just in my backyard. Now, I, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I see you. <laughs> I feel you. I empathize with you. Okay. But it's gotta be, it's gotta be challenging. Like when you gotta take a, you gotta take a piss outside, you know, like I, I feel for you guys in that situation. It's very inconvenient. Yeah. It's got to be hard. You guys don't have to think about it at all. You can just whip the dick out, pee anywhere, mm -hmm. and it must be really nice. It. Let me tell you, it is. It's very inconvenient. It's actually among uh, some of the hardest challenges of being a woman. Chris, so <laughs> thank you for seeing us and understanding. There are many challenges. So much worse. <laughs> there are many challenges, and there are worse ones. But peeing outside can be inconvenient. Like mm. you didn't say. Sometimes I like to go into my backyard, and dick starts pouring. Er, <laughs> <laughs> Blood starts pouring out my dick, and my oh, entire wow. mental state falls to pieces, and uh, I have stabbing dick pain. Uh, what's it like for you? You know, it's good. In, that's Every a good month, analogy. but I have to pretend that it's not happening, especially mm. on a snowboard trip. Like when you have to pee and you're outside, you don't have to look around and be strategic about it and think about the situation. You just go. I want to mm. say that when you don't look around, though, guys, like we're not super used to seeing. You in your compressed state. <laughs> and so please do look around. <laughs> please do. Just in case. Just be more aware. Yeah. Mm, no okay. more unwanted compressed dick viewings. Got it. Is all we ask. Let me tell you something. We don't want our dick seen when they're compressed either. It's fucking embarrassing. I gotta be honest with you. Silk, you can relate to that. That's not relatable now. <laughs> he's always always just hung like a horse. I like that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's change gears. Uh, it's been already weird off to the get-go, which I love. Uh, NCP Sales asked, 
Where did your teenage selves think you'd be today? I think that's a fun question. Who wants it? A mental institution, actually, because I think I was headed there when I was a teenage self. I didn't think that I'd be here. I definitely did not think I'd be here, and neither did anyone else in my life, based on the feedback I got when I would based on the feedback you still get today. Kind of, but seriously, yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, I do. uh, Well, now we're gonna get right into it. But definitely, teenage Dara was told to her face many times, "Dara, you will never be a professional snowboarder. Like, quit now, go to school, do something." So, yeah, didn't think I'd be here. Fuck them. Let's stay on that. I, you've had some particular discouraging stuff said to you over the years. I think it's a good time to kind of tee that up, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of, of like an ex in high school who like looked me directly in the eyes and was like, you will never be a professional snowboarder. And family members, friends, people that loved me, people that supported me, like discouraged me from following the path of snowboarding. I'm glad I still continued to follow it, but... Uh, yeah, teenage Dara did not think that adult Dara would she'd be, be on the bomb hole twice. Yeah, didn't think she'd be part of a beloved, world famous snowboard duo. <laughs> <laughs> Half of it, in fact. No, did that? So did that fuel or discourage hearing that? Uh, discouraged for sure, and I don't know, like how I managed to keep going through all of. I'm sorry. I'm kind of like, no, I'm you're not- good. It's just kind of crazy how many, like the one thing about you is how many years you've been told fuck off. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make you start crying here, but like you still never gave up. Like Dara's been filming video parts for like over 10 years and has been one of the best snowboarders for over 10 years. But if nobody points a camera at it, does anyone ever see it, you know? And then how did she keep going despite the fact that people are uh, part of her identity is people doubting her, I'd say. Yeah, and then for sure, and I doubt myself so much, and I don't know if it like started with me doubting myself, and then that's why other people doubt me, or if it started with them. I think it's a little of both, but I, when I reflect, I think it is pretty crazy that I managed to, um, that I'm still here. <laughs> it's like nobody else would have carried Everybody on through quit. that. Nobody else yeah. did. Yeah. Did you feel super validated when you got that board? Yeah, I did. Did it like eliminate feelings of self-doubt or do you still have them? I still have them, but it did it did make me feel like accomplished. <laughs> For a second. Because I drove second. down from the yeah. hill with you and you're like, what does this mean now? What what am I gonna film next year? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I deserve this. Do you think people think I don't deserve this? That was the talk down from the hill. Imagine what was in her head. Oh, the shit that goes on in my head is awful. <laughs> I think this is a good thing to talk about. Because a lot of people, myself included, battle with self-doubt. And I think that that's, a common, that's common, right? Do, do you guys have any, any things that, that's helped you gain get confidence to overcome self-doubt? Hard-hitting question, I know. Still working on it? Jess, do you have any? Uh... Um, I think just existing with it because never, you never overcome it. Um, I think just getting comfortable with having it in the room at all times. And more and more, you just start to ignore it. Acknowledging that it's there and it's definitely a real thing and it exists, but then also not allowing it to put you into that freeze mode where you can't push past it. I think calling it out is important too. Well, for me anyways, like I understand that 
it's really hard being a white male these days. And it's hard because, no, seriously, because you don't get to like openly express your emotions. And I realize that's something that I get to do all the time is be like, hey, guys, I feel like a fucking loser here. I don't think I can do this. Or like I can ease so easily. That's so easy for me to just say that. And um, that's something that helps me a lot sometimes is just like blurting out the thing that I'm trying to suppress. And usually, like I rarely regret it until that night. Then I spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the spirals <laughs> that's cool i like i like this is a fun combo i always think about uh the self-doubt specifically on a snowboard and <clears throat> i always have to tell myself i'm like dude you're resourceful man you know what you're doing you know what you're doing come on like you know you know you know how to do this fucking thing and then you usually do but it's like if you could just get out of your own fucking way and do it that's the kind of like what you said yeah i have like, to talk to myself like okay dara like you work hard like you've been working hard for a long time you're talented you can do things like then there's two voices and the other one comes in and is like but what about this thing that you can't do and what about this person that's better than you and what about this and it's just like you have to try to override that with the other voice that's like you got this this is your lane you're good at this keep going (laughs) i think it's effective to be like curious about the self-doubt too like it's realizing it's a part of you that's just trying to protect you from embarrassment or whatever it is and just being like I don't need you right now, little guy. Yeah, and questioning it, like where did it come from and is it real? Which thoughts are actually real and which ones are coming from a place of insecurity or some other bullshit? Mm. I think self-doubt, I was just thinking about that, like how much my own self-doubt cripples me, but the minute (laughs) that someone else doubts me out loud, I'm just like, oh, I will show you, motherfucker. And yeah. I would like to see that more. I wish yeah. that, that it was like that with Dara. Jess like, is fueled by like a fuck you attitude. I'll prove you wrong. And But I'm feel like my reaction to that is like, you're right. Uh, like, yes, you're saying everything that everyone's always said. And I believe you instead of myself. And uh, like, I, yeah, it's, I got to work on it. I am working on it. It's getting better. <laughs> but I don't have a fuck you attitude. So, so you've, you've taken it. Jess, and you've turned it into fuel. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you've you've been on top of the dropping ramp and thought about some thing somebody said, and then you've fucking got the trick. No, I've been on top of the dropping ramp waiting because I spent two hours building the spot while the filmer sat in the van with it running, and I'm standing on top of the dropping ramp, being like, "Are we going? Are we going?" And they don't come out, and so I, yeah, like that's it's not like oh, I'm thinking about what someone said. It was more like what was happening at the time was just like. Nobody thinks that I should even fucking be here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck them up. Been there. But instead of being like, I'm going to fuck them up, I've been like, I'm going to go. Yeah, let me back in the van. I'm going to go cry and call Jess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got I got. I'm going to hijack it, too, because that, there's a learning lesson that happened a big one for me recently. And I just kind of want to share it. I think it's cool. You know, we've went through some turmoil here at the show, some big stuff. And, and for a long time, we had a lot of very positive comments repeatedly over and over. And, and I took those and I, and I put value on those positive comments. And when you, you put value on c- positive comments, you're, you're valuing what other people think of you, right? And when those comments and they turn negative and people start attacking you and you're still putting value on those comments. So when, when you start getting a lot of hate on the Internet, what I realized, it, it fucking buckled me. I was a total train wreck. And then, I, then it really, the thing that it forced was, well, I really actually got to work on my opinion about myself. And when that thing gets rock solid of how I view myself, then all of a sudden the other 
opinions, whether they're good or bad, don't fucking matter. And I think that that's one a big learning lesson. Sorry to just kind of hijack it, but that's something I've learned recently that's been really helpful. So you're pretty like emotionally evolved and you were able to take that experience and learn from it. But imagine being like a 13, 14, 15 year old girl starting out snowboarding and getting all those comments directly to you or indirectly and then trying to deal with them. They just turn into this these things that you believe about yourself basically because you don't have the tools to learn from them at that time yeah you're still you're still forming your your version of who you are in your head yeah wow yeah. well your dude's version is like and i mean it's also unhealthy but growing up is like you're supposed to be good at sports you're supposed to be gnarly you're supposed to be courageous you're supposed to be ballsy you know and ours is like you're not supposed to be any of those things so it's really hard like people are always like see girls just aren't as good as guys at stuff and it's like man ugh, i don't even like want to get all into it but yeah we like you telling us now is just the smallest version of what we've heard our whole lives mm -hmm. so yeah yeah good point yeah if you're a girl you're supposed to be pretty you're supposed to be like <laughs> well we were talking about duos before like trying to name out all these duos and darrow is naming them all out shrek and donkey that's us <laughs> Which one's the donkey? Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> um, Harold and Kumar. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. But like they were all, we were like, what are girl duos? And I was like, I don't know, like Paris and Nicole? Or mm. what's another? Like the only ones we could think of that were world famous because forever, for like a long time, not today, but girls were only known. Like there was interest in talking about girls, like famous girls, if they were like, People were like, oh, she's fat or she's slutty or she's hot or she's stupid. Like those were like the 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 archetypes that were out there for famous girls. There wasn't this whole spectrum that there is today, you know. So that's also what we're looking at being like, shit, are we only going to get attention if we're hot? Well, shit, I'm not. So then I guess I can be fat, slutty or stupid, you know. Yeah. And that's what their value yeah. is. And if I'm none of those things, then <laughs> what am I and what's my value to society or this industry? Or <laughs> yeah. I also think like for women in action sports, which has always been interesting to me, there's like a biological hurdle to get over because like in, you have this instinct to like protect the womb. Like I don't think it's a conscious thing, but there is like a subconscious instinct to like protect the womb. So to throw your body into situations where Taco. you could damage yourself is literally like a harder thing to get over, I think. I do think like it seems like maybe women have a harder time overcoming the fear of physical damage <laughs> than men. Not the two women you've brought here today. But no. yeah. But here's I, the exception. Have you, have you guys have you guys heard my take on this? I have no science on this, none Hit whatsoever. It. I have no data. I have I have no validity to this, but it's my kind of theory. It's like, I mean, I personally think we're kind of fucking idiots. Like men, are, like women have self preservation, which is a smart trait. Where, Annoying. Where I like like I love watching, for example, like I'm gonna talk about. I've I've talked about this with Desiree, right? She was trying to learn a kickflip the other day. And I'm just like, turn off your brain and put both your feet on it, like, and I can just go idiot Neanderthal and be like, uh, I'm going off this, right? And like, I think that just, you know, again, no science, but I think that we are what Jules said. There is disadvantages the way we're wired, um, or advantages. This brain does not turn off. Like, I would love to be able to do that. Is it biology or is it societal? Mm, that's Probably interesting. both. Yeah, yeah both. Yeah, it's probably a combo of both. 
we're getting into some deep chats, which I think this is a good uh, segue. <clears throat> question from Lolo. Hard-hitting question. Why are men so threatened by women? You tell us. We're not men. We don't know. <sighs> That's true. You'll never know what it's like to have this Adam's apple. It must be so hard. I know why. <laughs> um, I have a theory and a take. Um, I mean, I think if it, it the really the root of it would go back to insecurity, and I think if if a male is secure in himself, uh, that wouldn't be an issue. And I think that to go deeper would have to go to the fact that uh, societally, for generations, women have been uh, in a different place where you know not too long ago they they couldn't fucking vote, have credit cards, shit like that. Leave the kitchen. Leave yeah, leave. and so so then there's still some of that that trickles down from generation to generation, and subconsciously, uh, without even knowing it, dudes have that in their psyche, and um, and then you th- sprinkle in some insecurity and some stuff like that, and that's kind of my. Um, it's like a subconscious type of deal. Um, that's my uh, unscientific, no data, real answer. It's like generational, deep-rooted beliefs that we are trying to break yeah. right now. But lots. What of do you guys do. think? But it's probably scary for people who, again, haven't heard no or haven't had a threat to suddenly have one. It's mm-hmm. changed. Change yeah. is threatening, I guess. Yeah, I think like historically, as you said, women have always been an accessory to men, like financial stability, mm-hmm. social capital, even yeah, like getting a credit card. And things are changing now. We have our own agency. And I think that that's threatening to men because it's unpredictable and it's never happened before. And men can't control us anymore. So that's a threat. Hopefully you should be threatened. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. What do you think, Silk? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of nailed it already. I don't have any scientific knowledge on mu- on anything, but I mean, yeah, we're we're all products of our environment and our fathers believe what their fathers believed what their fathers believed and somehow we got here, the perfect storm, but yeah, things are slowly changing and as they should. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about hippies. Now, Hippies makes chips made with chickpeas, and they're actually healthy. The thing I like about them is they actually taste good. A lot of health food, it's kind of like chewing on cardboard. Whereas Hippies, they got the nacho vibes over here. Tastes incredible. We put down bags after bags after bags of these Hippies here at the office. They're packed full of flavor. They're non-GMO, and you can find them at your local grocery store. I always see them when I'm browsing Whole Foods. Uh, you can also find them at hippies.com, and you can use promo code BOMBHOLE for 20% off. Again, hippies.com, promo code BOMBHOLE. Get yourself a healthy snack that also supports snowboarding. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, Bubs Naturals. Now, Bubs Naturals supports snowboarding. So if you're going to buy an electrolyte mix, might as well buy it from a company that supports snowboarding. Uh, They have 2,000 milligrams of electrolytes in each one of these little packets. They're vegan, no added sugar. That's really important. No added sugar. Most of these other ones are packed full of sugar. Soy-free, non-GMO, gluten-free. It's no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. Their hydrate or die hydration packs are amazing. It's a product I actually use every single day. I'm not bullshitting. 
So um, if you're interested in getting some hydration packs, I recommend the lemon flavor. That's my favorite. They're also known for their collagen. That's kind of their staple product. Jeremy Jones mentions how he always uses it to come back from injuries. Good for your skin, good for your nails. So if you're interested in getting some electrolyte mix, some collagen, check out bubsnaturals.com and use promo code BOMBHOLE at checkout for 20% off. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code BOMBHOLE, 20% off. All right, I'm going to talk to you guys about union bindings. I ride them. I love them. I trust them. I actually wanted to ride unions when I was riding for other brands. If I was ever going to purchase a binding, it was always going to be a union. They got the iconic U logo on the high back. Uh, It's basically perfect for all styles of snowboarding, from beginners to advanced. I run the Force Classics. I love them. They just work. The Force has been in the Union collection for almost 20 years. It's trusted by more professional snowboarders than any other binding on the market. It's designed, engineered, and tested in Italy, backed by a lifetime warranty on the base plates and heel cups, and it's always available at unionbindingcompany.com or your local retailer. I've also been told it's the Air Jordan of snowboard bindings. So if you're interested in getting some bindings with some smooth, smooth ratchets and a nice clean look, Get yourself some unions. All right, we're going to come back in here. Um, I got a good question, and this is from Bubby Flay. Who's better on a sled, a.k.a. a snowmobile? Me. I am. On a sled? <laughs> yeah. No way. I think I might be getting there. It's who's better, not who's getting there. Okay, Jess, <laughs> Jess is better, but 100% she better. has a busy winter coming up. and I'm So Dara be- thinks she's going to get ahead. Yeah. She might. I might. You got a training regiment going? Yeah, it's going to be serious. Mm. There's going to be a lot of sledding. Wait, did you figure out how much you bench? No, I couldn't find it. But It's uh, actually in estimate. kilometers, so we, won't, we actually <laughs> won't know the. We won't know how it switches over to American. <laughs> Should we hit a quick speed round? Yeah, let's hit it. Let's hit a couple quick ones. I'm still offended that Tara said she was better than sledding. I, uh, one time I taught you something on the sled. Remember? Yeah, no, you've taught me lots. What's yeah. that? The, of like, what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've made <laughs> shots fired. Just acknowledge that I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, there's Dara is getting really good. Her side healing is good. On one I mean, side. she can get the sled on edge on hard pack way easier than I can. <laughs> I did see a clip of funny? you. I saw you jump in a cornice. Because you, you specified hard pack. <laughs> Get, getting it on edge on hard pack, which is pretty much unnecessary <laughs> skill to have. So the um, the uh, clip I saw of you jumping a cornice, I noticed you went over the over the handlebars, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's a bit of a bigger risk taker than I yeah. am. Oh, <laughs> Jess I, has more confidence than skill, for sure. Yeah, in everything. <laughs> So, yeah, we catch an air this year on the sled or what? Every year. No, she's ha- she, has, she has a busy months. season coming up. <laughs> so are we going to have a little bit of regression this year on the snowmobile and Dara's going to take you? Or we'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll videotape it. and I'll document. Yeah. Okay, who's a better... This is from ha- at Howie. Who's a better partier? Dara. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink, so... I, I barely drink. Come on. <laughs> Once in a while. But when I do, I'm good at it. Jill's pro party, you were really good at party. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Special occasions only. <laughs> Jules is good at partying. I'm really good at partying. I will say I that. I know you are. 
Okay, this is from Taylor Gray. Do you have a non-boarding related hobby? If so, what is it? I'd ask if we have a boarding related hobby. We have so many non-boarding related hobbies. We've been doing really good in the last few years of uh, having a lot of hobbies. Yeah, we like living in Squamish. We do cool things. What are we talking? Run through them. Run us through the gamut. Dirt biking? Dirt biking, mountain biking, rafting. Rafting. I mean, I go hiking. Jess doesn't. I don't hike. Sauna building? I only did that once, and now I just do sauna sitting. Mm, sauna sitting. What else do we do? We do a lot. Know, of we things. go like to this. I feel like we have the sickest swimming holes. We should run a slideshow of our swimming mm. holes with no pins um, over top of this. But Jess has a lot of good spots. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that she takes me to them. I only take her there because she can't find her way back. I knew you were going to say that, and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sense of direction, and I would never be able to find Jess's spots if I tried. So she trusts me. <laughs> I'm curious about this moto situation. You got a two-stroke? I got a two-stroke. What are we talking? I got a KTM XCW 2023. Woo, injected. 250. Yeah. 250. 250, wow. Nice. Big bike. Too much bike for me. She bought it sight unseen. I did. I actually bought it at the airport on the way to the uh, world quarter pipe. <laughs> like over the phone and... She told me what bike it was, and I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Did you go sit on it?" And she's like, "No, it'll be fine." No, I said someone told me to get it. Yeah, I had I okay. Yeah, it was a bit of an impulsive purchase, but I had been like I've been riding motorcycles for years, and I've been looking into dirt bikes, and I couldn't find a used one, and I had been talking to friends, and someone suggested this one, and I <laughs> called the place from the airport on my way to Mammoth and I bought it. <laughs> um, and they said they'd lower the seat and Jess was like, that thing's still going to be fucking tall for you. And I was like, they're going to lower the seat. It's going to be fine. But it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. Well, it cost me a thousand dollars to lower a seat. And then it cost me another thousand dollars when I got there and sat on it and it was still too fucking tall. It cost me another thousand dollars to lower the suspension. So yeah, it's a big Being bike. short isn't cheap. Not for, not in biking. the moto world. No. Mm -mm. Um, but it's fun. Some, nobody asked us who's the better dirt biker, which would be a better question. Who's a better, who's better, who's a better dirt biker? Mm -hmm. I think we don't know yet. Mm. You, know, you know, there's only one way to solve this. Jess can't stand. The race. race situation. Okay, well, Jess might be faster, but I think that I have an advantage on technical terrain. Yeah, I haven't like tried riding a two-stroke doing hard enduro yet. But she cannot stand the fact that I might be getting slightly better than her at something, so she's buying a brand new two-stroke mm. next year. <laughs> I'm going to buy a used one just to show you. I've influenced you. I would yeah. actually like to clarify that on a dirt bike specifically, being faster, whether it's hard enduro, technical riding, or track, is always better. Yes. Okay. You guys gotta be careful getting Chris into this moto. <laughs> <laughs> We're at, and this is where we'll be for the next three yeah. hours. But like, if you, I think if you put both of us on the same technical trail, I would make it up there, and Jess might be upside down. <laughs> this is also like the only time in my life where I've had a moment of confidence <laughs> in a situation. Let me have this. I'm getting good I've, at dirt biking. I've been trying really hard. I've been bragging about Dara dirt biking behind your back. I'm like a dad, <laughs> like a bad dad who, to your face, is like loser, stupid. <laughs> And then behind, like, you should see her. <laughs> she on hasn't the track. seen me, though, because she doesn't have a dirt bike to go with me. <laughs> I don't have a, that kind of dirt bike to go with you. 
Well, this but next, I am getting good. I love to hear that. It makes me happy. This next question is from Snacks McNally. Shout out to Snacks Shout McNally. Shout out to Snacks. Patreon member, he always comes course. through with Fuego questions. I don't know who you are, but I like you, and Snacks that McNally. Username. And also the name Snacks, Snacks McNally. McNally. We hit it here in the office almost every day. Yeah, let me tell you something. Like, imagine typing in what's your username? Snacks McNally <laughs> Bingo. That's it. Genius. Yeah, you that's know? it. That's a bingo. Okay, he asks or she. I don't know. Sorry. They. They. You wow. shouldn't assume. Uh, yeah, that's. I feel shame. I feel shame. Okay, Mary. This is a learning. Fuck, show. kill, moto, sauna, snow. Yeah, you go. I would marry snow. Fuck moto, and I'm sorry, sauna, but. I'd kill sauna. I do love the sauna, but I'd have to. Sorry, Chris, it's gonna hurt. I have to kill Moto. Oof! Wow. I'm gonna have to marry sauna, and I'm gonna have to fuck Snow. Wow! I like that. Compressed or extended? Mm. Hey, should we mention the fact that um, the reason I got into dirt biking was? The Jess Camira Barrier to Entry program with the oh, TW. Oh, we should talk about the Jess Camira Barrier to Entry program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the Barrier <laughs> to Entry program. Um, I think I'm... Well, I always want Dara to come do stuff with me, but she can't afford it. So it started out with the mountain bike and then the road bike. Yeah. Yeah, Just I'll just sell her like my... It'll give me an excuse to buy a newer thing and then sell her my old thing for a ridiculously low price. Ridiculously low prices. We're um, talking... <laughs> Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we did, yeah, mountain bike, road, road bike. bike, dirt bike. There's been other things, too. Next is bike rack, because yours is bad. Yeah. I mean, there was the barrier to entry surf program. Oh, yeah. That, too. <laughs> Part two coming soon. But, uh, yeah, Jess gets me into a lot of good things. And the reason I got it, well, I had bikes before the TW, but the TW was the first dirt bike that, that I actually could- started. <laughs> it was a little more reliable than the ones I had before it. And uh, that's how I got into dirt biking. So thank you, Jess, for all the things that you've shown me. Yeah, you're welcome. And got me into. As long as you stay slightly worse than me at all of them. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was kinda, I'm very, I was kinda, very unnaturally. I I'm not skilled at things, so no problem. It takes me a long I time to clarify that I'm not up. actually like that. <laughs> the minute you get better, we're charging you full retail <laughs> yeah. plus 10%. Yeah, I'm going to send you an invoice. <laughs> Dara, this is from Jazzfoot, by the way. Mm. Can we hear about you taking Andrew Jeeves to prom? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeeves likes to bring this up. Um, Wait, did he take you or did you take him? I took him. And he has this story that he's created in his mind that I ditched him at prom. But actually, if you ask my mom, who was a chaperone... It was Jeeves ran off. Who I don't know where he went, but we lost him, and she got in trouble because she was supposed to sign him out. And anyways, Jeeves was my prom date. We went to high school together. So he just gaslights you into saying that you left him. He's. This is a real story to him, and it's not the reality. But he has been hurt by it, even though you should take a lesson from that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Jeeves, I love you. It was a great prom date. Other than what year? This is is this in the peg? When was this? This is in Winnipeg. Uh, we can't talk years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that would be aging us. <laughs> okay, ten four. But it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break and talk to you guys about Woodward Park City. Now it's fifteen minutes from Salt Lake, and they're open three hundred and sixty-five days a year with twilight lift access for skiing and snowboarding. With all types of terrain for all ability levels, drop in for a session or lesson 
any day of the week. Now, access to Woodward Park City is available through daily lift tickets with a full day lift access starting at only $40. It's actually an affordable lift ticket. So now for this season, Woodward's Mountain Park memberships with no monthly commitment. That's $119 for a month of unlimited outdoor riding. If you ride for two days, the membership pays for itself. Think about that, $119 for a full month. That's cheaper than one day at most resorts. Plus, memberships get extra perks like discounts on other products and buddy passes. And if you want it all, you can upgrade to the all-access membership for unlimited indoor hub and mountain bike access. That requires a four-month commitment. But basically, Woodward Park City is Utah's ultimate training facility. They got trampolines, foam pits, airbags. They got great coaching designed for progression. You want to go learn double corks into a foam pit on a rollerboard, head to Woodward Park City. It's just a good place to have fun with your friends. Simple as that. All right, we're going to talk goggles and we're going to talk dragon. So gear up for the snow season with Dragon Alliance, the brand who is celebrating their 30th anniversary this year just released their latest snow goggle the nfx mag packed with next level features like their proprietary luma lens color optimizing lens technology and swift lock magnetics lens changing system everybody loves those magnet lenses they also got armored venting they got otg compatibility infrared radiation lens options and bonus lenses you hear that bonus lenses now, if that weren't enough, this kit is one of the best values on the market. The NFX Mag, like all Dragon Styles, provides riders with the kind of high-end technology you want at a price you need. So head on over to dragonalliance.com and use promo code BOMHOLE20, all caps, for 20% off your total purchase, valid through December 31st, with the exception of their Black Friday and holiday site-wide sale. Again, that's promo code BOMHOLE20 for 20% off your order and get yourself some dragons. Should we get into dong talk real quick? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I just want to clarify. <laughs> but, you know, this is good. We got we got some good, you know, this is this is a male-dominated sport. You know, it's got it's challenging for women, but a lot of us men you just kind of wonder what it, what's what's ideal. You know what I mean? It, do you guys want a monster or where are we at with that? In terms of a dong. Jess? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't that's another thing is like all women are pussies. All women should cook. All women want one type of dong. No, that's a spectrum. <laughs> and many women don't even want a dong. Yeah. Period. There you go. Well, but you tell you tell us. You like big vaginas? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's more about the person, guys. It's not so you guys are so shallow. It's about the soul. Chris it's about is a personality love. guy. Yeah, no, we're not just a piece of meat, guys. You know what I mean? I want connection. <laughs> <laughs> and look what you got. <laughs> Pub beer. <laughs> okay, it looks like we're dancing around that topic, but we just, you know, we just had to go there. There's a term called boyfriend dick that's uh, circulating the internet these days. Yeah, what does that mean? It's like not huge, not tiny, just like a nice, reliable, reliable <laughs> boyfriend dick. You can something you can come home to at night. Yeah. Consistent. <laughs> something that'll cook you a nice dinner and watch a nice show with you. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jess is the dildo expert, so she. Oh, uh, see, I'm not a dildo expert. <laughs> like that whole a thing. Connoisseur. Yeah, that whole thing yeah. started because like. 
probably like on a very deep level, it's like, haha, girls are a joke. And it's like, look at your fucking joke. You know, you just have this stupid Bitch. thing you're waving around. And it just, it just, it really started from that thing at the Trans World Awards. And then it just like became a joke. But I mean, I don't really like have a giant collection of dildos. And um, she just, for sure you do. She doesn't so, really have a giant so, collection so of dildos. So Ben Balak is my roommate actually. And he was like working, doing drywall on my stairs the other day. And I like walked up with. <laughs> That one in its case that we bought, the largest <laughs> possible familiar. in mm -hmm. Salt Lake. But they're more, we more use them as like props or, mm -hmm. you know, statements. What's the cheddar bisque on the one in the case? Um, so question. the one in the case, um, I do have the receipt still because I did submit it as an expense to North Face. <laughs> and they did reimburse. Thanks, North Face. Shout, I was like, you're trying to return I'm a fucking air horn. <laughs> <laughs> you, they allow that? <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um... Wait, no. did it specify on the receipt dildo? Like, that's it, what you... Think about the cat kind of... You may not know, but the kind of cash registers that are at dildo stores are like, chicka, chicka, bee, chicka, chicka, bee. Like <laughs> yeah, the old it, it didn't say so, specifically what... Like, they Oh, no, I told them what it was. I okay. texted them and said... I texted my team manager being like, <laughs> would I be able to expense this as a prop? It was a learning to drown premiere. Yeah. Valid. We were on tour. Couple hundred? Oh, how much? Sorry, yeah. Rant. Um... <laughs> That one was like a hundred and a hundred and something, hundred and like forty, American. American. You know what? It's Actually, like two hundred fifty. Yeah, that should, they should be free because men have their hands. I mean, we have our hands too, but like tampons should be free. Dildos should be free. Tampons should be free. I don't know if <laughs> I need a free dildo really. Just an option. Sure, <laughs> it would be nice. It would be thoughtful. We could add it to the Jessica Mora barrier to entry. <laughs> 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 just one more thing <laughs> one more thing mm. okay well that's a good uh, this is a good segue for uh, Nico baby 69 underscore 420 asks what dildo size do you prefer do you always keep a dildo for the road I think you kind of clarified but maybe you can re-clarify um, what dildo size do I prefer um, as large uh, as possible <laughs> the one and let me clarify, this is for, like, throwing at people. Yeah, but this is for the, entertainment value, the not for personal use. neediest and heaviest and, um, like, the big <laughs> double-ended, the, the flesh-colored double-ended ones because they they get the most travel. They get the most reaction mm -hmm. from yeah. the crowd, not but from just... The, <laughs> the suction cups are good, too, because you can stick them. Like, I always stick them on Dara's sled. Or last year... Love that joke. I was like, hey, your, your sled helmet, come here. Like, there's, like, some... Your goggle straps are twisted and just, like, thunk on the... <laughs> But she doesn't think it's funny. I don't think it's that funny. Mm. Well, yeah. anyways. <laughs> Happy to be your source of comedic relief, Jess. But, like, our lives are not just dildos. The dildo thing is just, like, <laughs> it, we're more than that. <laughs> we're more than just a dildo joke. Um, <laughs> it's just a funny thing because it's, like, I don't know. You ever scroll through your Instagram or you ever scroll through your friend's Instagram and it's just, like, Thongs, titties, thongs, titties, thongs, titties. And Pictures then like, of hot girls with inspirational quotes giving you reminders that you're okay where you are and who you are and what you As long as you stay under 110 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's something to like shake it up and be like, this is what you guys, like, look at your fucking thing whacking all over the internet. How does that make you feel when mm. you're just scrolling through the feed? Yeah, at least our things don't compact when we're cold. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing I was wondering is the com the compact. Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> joking, joking, joking. Uh, sometimes I wish some things would compact. <laughs> Respect. Okay. I like that. Looks like this could be an outdoor Moving based relationship. On. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move from uh, we're gonna move on from dildos. Um, it's just hard hitting topics. Uh, S. Clark one wants to know. When did you guys realize you were twin flames? Yo, that's Sandra. Give her an air horn. I don't. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I don't know if I ever really. Jess was like, take that. that question out. I refuse to acknowledge that. Dara's my <laughs> bestie. <laughs> How do I answer this? I force myself into Jess's life, <laughs> and Jess is really good at like. Pushing people away. Yeah, keeping people at a distance. Proximity helps. I live pretty close to her, so I kind of just pop in. Jess, you want to hang out? You want to hang out? You want to hang out? Sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she does. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just annoying, and she just secretly really likes me. <laughs> and I think I remember having that conversation with Ben. And he's like, just like be her friend. You need friends. You know, like you don't have any friends. Jess, ha Jess has a hard time like with balance like she will put everything into working and it's constant and she forgets to have fun and I think that I help her with that and but yeah like if you see our text conversations it's like 25 messages from me and maybe one will 25 be to one scale <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I'm just persistent and mine is just a <laughs> screenshot that says would you like to mute this conversation <laughs> I get that so much. Persistence is a theme in my life. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give up. Um, rejection amongst, <laughs> persistence amongst rejection. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. We just, uh, we have fun. <laughs> I do want to emphasize the importance of like, I just think people really are drawn to you guys. And the reason I love you guys so much, among other things, is because like you have had all the reasons in the world to be competitive with each other. Like, women are pitted against each other, but, like, you guys have just overcome that and just, like, fallen so deeply in love with each other. And I just think, like, the power of female friendship in my life has, like, there's, it's unmatched in, to anything else. Yeah, it is really special. I don't think we've ever been in that, competition. No, but I mean, like, that, that statement, like, was even surprising to me. And maybe because we don't live in Salt Lake and there probably is maybe more, there's just not any of us where we live unfortunately really. yeah, yeah so we'd like it if there were more but like that never crossed my mind to not be friends with her because she was like actually it crossed my mind to be friends with her because she was good at snowboarding that's why like that's why I grabbed all the girls at the uninvited I mean and uninvited. Jess has done like I've worked hard but like Jess has done everything to like help me in my snowboard career like there's no there couldn't be uh, there's there's no competitiveness. I will never be Jess like she has. Anyways. And I will never do switchback fives into POW. <sighs> I hope that I will one day. That's why you guys are so Haven't special. <laughs> but yeah, there's no, like, that doesn't even factor in to my life. I feel like the worrying. Well, maybe like, yeah, maybe deep down, like there's been times where I was like, oh, no, like, um, because there was always that message of like, there's only room for one of you that I was like, oh no, am I losing my spot? But then it's like, no bitch, don't subscribe to the spot thing. Create more spots, make a fucking bigger lot, you know? Yeah. 
So, which is something, yeah, like girls are getting better at that now, but it was definitely a real thing when we were younger. And now I think we're starting to realize that like the more we can work together, there's just power in numbers. And the more we bring more people in and lift each other up, we can do more and take over the world because fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Straight up. That's yeah, I think that's incredible to hear. And and my question would go, you might have already answered it, so excuse me if if you repeat yourself. Not but, excused. But you <laughs> you climbed the ladder, so to speak, and did all the things to become uh, a professional snowboarder, but then you did what many don't do is reach the hand back and say, Hey, you guys are coming with and what is the motivation for that? Um, it's probably so many things, like just empathy for my younger self and seeing so many of them out there and like knowing the stuff behind the scenes that we're not even really like, I don't want to say like allowed to say, but like a lot of fucked up shit happened and we're a lot of fucked up shit still does happen. And just knowing that, like you're just going to sound like a maniac if you're spewing that all over social media and in interviews and stuff. But like me really knowing, like I know exactly how that feels. I know exactly how you're being treated right now. And that's bullshit. That's probably like ties into the whole someone telling me, I can't do something or someone telling us we can't do something. I'm like, I'm going to make sure that we do something, you know? So, yeah. And when you say a lot of fucked up, like it was fucked up being like a woman in snowboarding in the time that we were like in the early, like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was fucked up. A lot of fucked up shit happened. And I think that Jess, I feel like you like carry some guilt for like having some of the success that you have. And I feel like you, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's the other. Yeah, that's what I like. It's so multifaceted. But I think it's also like feeling bad because there was I have had success in snowboarding and um, continue to like, you know, get new sponsors or and I just feel bad because I'm like, I don't think it's fair how the money is divvied out um, on the women's side, especially like people are more like, oh, we support them, but they don't pay them shit, you know, and if they do. It's laughable. So you post them on Instagram on International yeah. Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's also guilt about and feeling like shit. I need to like do something with this. I can't just waste it or keep it all to myself. That's fucked up. So this is a good question from Kalia Opal. Shout out Kalia. Let's give her air horn. Big air horn. <clears throat> uh, can you describe the differences coming up now as a woman versus 10 years ago? We were just like an open joke. It was fucked up. <laughs> like we could not get the time of day. We could not get taken seriously. Like even the best ones like you and Desiree were still an open joke. And yeah. that's what the rest of us like myself had to look up to. Like even if I get here where they are, still nobody's going to take me seriously and nobody's going to think I can do anything. So yeah, it was shitty. We are happy for the progression that's happened and we're happy to see like because it, the proof is in the pudding. Like, look how fast girls are getting good now. And all it was was someone like cracking the door open or you guys <laughs> cracking the door open a bit, you know. And sometimes it's hard, I think, for our like to look back on our younger selves and be like, holy shit, like look at what we put up with and had to shut our mouths about, you know? And like we were told straight up, like girls don't film video parts. Like girls can't film video parts. And or now we were called like so-and-so's girlfriend on the team that we'd been on longer <laughs> than them. Yeah. And now it's like unacceptable and to put out a video without a girl in it, I think. And as it should be, but yeah, it's, it should just, be. it's just crazy to see the change and to have been 
part of both those And then to times. still be in it. Yeah. And to still be struggling and still fighting for like, there's a lot more that we can do. <laughs> Where do you guys see uh, snowboarding specifically in the progression in terms of women in 10 years? Like nothing you would ever believe. Yeah, hopefully I would just love to see like not even a separation. Like I just like just snowboarders snowboarding together is what I would love to see from teams, from videos, from right. Is that kind of? I'm just thinking more on like the the I was, level. I was asking in terms of progression, but that's a good way to take it. Oh, too. okay. I was thinking because like we're performance based. Yeah. What's that? I said I like that we're performance based. I immediately I, I, went I like, to like. I'm like thinking about watching Zoe, you know, switch back twelve, and I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen in ten years? Like, you but know. But here's the thing: girls like Zoe or like all the new Olympic girls, they grew up not necessarily like I don't want to speak for them but the, what they were looking at wasn't like you guys are a fucking joke it was like oh no there's a spot for you in the Olympics mm. and that's actually one good positive thing about the Olympics is because they had to have a women's and men's category that's what happened in skateboarding that flipped the switch because now all the brands are investing and they, they have to have equal like that like kind of the Olympics there's so many bad things we can say about the Olympics and fists and everything but one thing that they did do was show us what was possible if the door is cracked open and look how fast they got good. And I don't know if you guys noticed that all of the best skateboarders and snowboarders right now, like competitive, are under the age of 15. Because they never came up because, believing yes. that they didn't deserve to be there or that they, it wasn't possible for them to be there. Like their whole perspective is completely different than ours would have been. And this whole time age. we could have done it. Yeah. But... Which, which, like, I feel I think like, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. As snowboarders who want to do sick tricks, who want to film insane video parts that physically couldn't, even though we tried so fucking hard to do the best we could. And it was like, all right, you know, and it is all right. But it's not if we never had those barriers in our minds. It's it, like the four minute mile scenario, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> and it's like really exciting to watch. And it's amazing what's happening right now. But it, there's also this other side of it where I'm like, angry kind of that I don't get to be a part of that that I was a part of that shitty era and I'm still working through that shitty era like I don't know if that's am I allowed to say Absolutely. say that or does it make me sound like a bad person but I'm jealous of girls that are coming up now that get to have the perspective like they the have red now. carpet rolled out yeah like we no you can be both shit but I am also excited about where it's going and happy and I hope that we've contributed to that. Maybe? Absolutely. You guys have laid down the foundation and done the work that needed to be done, at least to go in the right direction, even though we're not there yet. And it's fun. It's a fun topic to talk about. I think we only just need like the same opportunity and treatment as men. We don't need any like special treatment or red carpets, but like we need, right? Like it doesn't need to be such a division. It's just, yeah. it's not women snowboarding, it's snowboarding. And it's not women against men. Yeah. But we're, we it, all need to work together. Well, I mean, thinking about this, like having you guys on our first duo, my logic is like, Jess is cool as hell. Dare is cool as hell. Dare's all right. They are I'm a sidekick. extremely <laughs> skilled snowboarders. I'm Robin. It's She's gonna a be side a sidecar to my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. It's gonna be a fun conversation about snowboarding. And if we talk about dildos, we talk about dildos. If we talk about progression of sport. We talk about progression. If we talk about societal issues, we talk about that. But at the end of the day, we're just having a conversation about stuff. Yeah, I'm and not trying to criticize yeah, either, by yeah. the way. You know, I think it's okay to have conversations. And, and we don't, it's just, 
you know, a lot of people are wondering too that, that we're getting our data from our audience. Too. I think if we came on this podcast and we didn't talk about that, it would be kind of weird. But and also like it, it is kind of an exhausting topic because we've been talking about it our whole lives. But I feel like it's been like my mission in life. I don't know about you. Like I don't know. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, good. Let me <laughs> tell you something. We're dudes. We're idiots. Okay, you got to re- remember Neanderthal brain. About the kickflip, but hey, know? hey, hey! Like it takes it takes a few like it takes it a while for it to stick for us. I'm gonna be I'm speaking. I don't want to speak on, on behalf of male species, <laughs> but it, it actually is it's beneficial for me to sit and listen to you guys, you know, and and about this stuff. I feel like that was a lot of feedback with like the Barbie movie. A lot of women were like, "This is such like low level basic feminism," and because we're so used to it, that's how we exist. But like, it's not for the people who are existing in that. It's for yeah. It's bringing resonance to it to people that like have no idea kind of thing. Jules, how old are you? 26. What was your um I'm actually curious to know this like when you were coming up snowboarding like the stuff you'd overhear like the feeling that you got about girls in the industry or like what was Well, what I was never it? tried to be like a pro snowboarder. I was just like liked snowboarding and I honestly was like I want to work for a snowboard magazine. That was like my goal. Um Could you know? Yeah, <laughs> and I did it. And uh, Congrats. who um, <laughs> Susie Floros was the first woman that like first person that ever got me into anything. To be honest, I this is not to discount like anyone's experience, but my I feel like being a woman at this time has actually given me like advantages within snowboarding because I've just happened to exist at the time where a woman is like a woman's opinion is actually critical. Like I was the only girl who worked at Milo Sport. I was the only girl who worked for like this rep agency. Like. I'm the only girl that works here. It's just, it's like, my opinion has been like more valuable almost because like I am a girl in the industry, but I'm not like, I know that so many people's experiences have been so different. Well, no, that's just yeah, exactly I think you're right. what it's we were kind of describing is like now it's good. now it's an advantage, but then it was such a, dis- it was crippling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. Like that is really nice for you and for women now, but it's also like, fuck, <laughs> came oh, up it. in the wrong time. Like, I wonder like what, my personality would be like if I had grown up in this time versus then. I think I'd be a very different person. But you'd have a lot more competition. Mm-hmm. Good point. That's the other thing I was thinking about too, was like, there's no before it was like, if you could just push through all that and do the craziest stuff and somehow get someone to point a camera at it, you were gonna be the the one of very few. And now there's so many girls who are so good that come out like every year there's more and more and more. And that's, but that's why guys are so good. And that's why there's so many guys who snowboard and we're just like at the infancy of that and it's happening now. So, mm. yeah. So in 10 years, it's going to be psycho. <laughs> Am I allowed to say psycho? I think you're still going to be here though. Yeah. I'm going to be probably, you might even be better at sledding than me. Speaking oh, of, shit. <laughs> speaking of progression, um, this is, someone who's on the forefront of progression, Jalen Hansen, big fan. Uh, she said, for Jess, you've made a huge impact on snowboarding as a whole, especially on the woman's side of things. Was there a specific moment in your career that you decided you want to create change or was it something you strive for since day one? There was a million specific moments of just like rejection or people laughing in my face or um, seeing something fucked up happen in front of me that I was like, that can't go on. And the more influence and power that I got in the industry I don't like that's a fucked up word to use but like 
the the further that I got, the more that I was like, ooh, I can do something about this, you know? So I think that was always the plan. First, it was through just like trying to do the craziest snowboarding I could or like looking for spots that I could hit and do something almost as good the same year as a dude put out the same. Um, can I ask you something? Sure. <laughs> that one year in Quebec, did you do a crippler double line out of that? Yeah, but I don't think we used it. I remember being like, I heard that Grandy's did that this year. Okay, yeah, you didn't use it. It was probably too small or something, you know? But just being, like, close, being, like, yeah. somewhere near you guys. Um, or even, like, hitting the same spot. Hitting the same would spot. Would have been, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, is that in DOA? Um, it was in barely. It was a different, it was, like, a trans world okay. thing. Okay, yep. Um, but, but, yeah, first it was that, and then... Um, once I saw other girls were coming up and doing like crazy stuff, it's like, okay, sweet, check. And then now I see their, I want to create video projects. Now I see them in the videos, check. Okay, now what do they need? They need money. Let's figure that out. So. Cool. I like it. Good answer. Let's hit some rapid fires here. Um, this one is from AT Broccoli Rob. At Broccoli Rob. Sorry for Sounds like butchering your name. someone Dara would follow. Um <laughs> Biggest pro snowboarder crush from your younger days? You go. Me? Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, Tara Dikitas. Me? Uh, Lori Heskiari. Lowry, nice. Because I liked the songs that he used for his mm. video parts, which I don't even know if he had a say in or not. But And he had nice blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like kind of weird because I know him now and he's best friends with my ex, but I was like into Keegan. And mm. I'm best friends with his sister now, so it's <laughs> kind of weird, but... <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> I find found it really hard to look at any guy like that because that snowboarded because my biggest fear was... Because I saw a lot of girls that were, like, pretty good, but then they slept with some dude or were seen with some dude at a party, and then they're the fucking pro-ho, and then they're cut. Yeah, it was interesting trying to, like, draw the line between, like being respected as a snowboarder and also like obviously like people like you like you're I mean girls and guys both want to like date have fun and party <laughs> and like yeah um it was a weird balance a concept. <laughs> it shouldn't be like it, what I said yeah by the way that was and wrong. it never was for guys but for I don't know did you ever find yourself in a position to be cut from a snowboard uh-huh. brand. <laughs> um, Jess is talking about a specific story, which we we, we don't have to go over would the have specifics. To fact but check, I think. No, but the, this thing is, is that there was no even girls around for that conversation, so we didn't even know that happened until like twelve years later, fifteen years uh, later. So, but that's the thing because we're not part of anything. Nobody like, yeah. Lo- lo- yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those things where I never really understood why nothing evolved from that brand relationship and then 12 years later found out that there had been a conversation like internally with the team and the team manager that basically said like don't take her seriously yeah because she and she could be problematic or whatever yeah pretty fucked up we'll see if this part makes it into the <laughs> very <laughs> fucked up <laughs> we're on speed round though we're yeah. on speed round we're, we're wherever it goes it goes okay this is a this is a tricky question let's see how you guys navigate this one from jeff holes who's the most overrated female snowboarder me ah. that's, a, that's kind of a cop-out answer 
You tell us, Chris. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm not involved in this question. <laughs> no you guys are the ones in the hot seat. I asked the questions. I can't think of any female snowboarder that's overrated. We all deserve more. <laughs> Great answer. There wow. it is. That's like very a, diplomatic. Yeah, that is a diplomatic answer. <laughs> okay, this is a good one from Ghost Rider with the the eyes of one. So ghost underscore So you know he fucks. R one Ider. <laughs> Who is your favorite person you've met through snowboarding? It's a good question. I Do I have to say you? I'll say Dara. Aw. <laughs> what did you say? Sometimes she's really nice. Um, yeah, you're my favorite person that I met snowboarding, but um, I was also going to say something diplomatic and say that like we meet so many good people through snowboarding, and it's and we're all enough. <laughs> you are seen, you are heard, and we are all one. You're all validated. But yeah, Jess is my favorite person in snowboarding. Cool. Yeah, crazy to think that question just opens up this crazy. I thought about it in the lobby, looking over these questions. You're like, well, everybody I know in my life I've met through snowboarding. Pretty much. So like, my life is how? What am I going to? You know, it's, it's crazy. I'm so. going to add Ben to the mix there, though, too. Mm. He's, He's also probably one of your favorite What people. about celebs? Can we talk about celebs? It's more fun. What <laughs> celebs have you guys met through snowboarding? Oh, I met. I got to meet Giggy last year, and he was really cool. Great answer. Giggy is a that's celeb. That's a snowboard celeb. Yeah, that's a snowboard for sure. celeb. Um, I talked to Travis on the phone, told him I was a big fan. Holy Travis, shit. Travis, big fan. <laughs> that's a big time celeb. That's a legit celeb oh, in, in sh- life, dude. Should I keep name dropping? That's all I got. Keep going. I don't know. That's all. <laughs> Jules, you got any celebs? Honestly, you guys are probably my biggest snowboard <laughs> celebs. I don't think I have a... I really liked meeting Salema. I think he's very well spoken and that was really cool. Mm, that's a celeb. I'll give him celeb status. He was on uh, E. He was on like TV on a regular basis. Yeah, a celeb. He's a celeb. I'm going to say Steve Aoki. I went snowboarding with Steve Aoki once with Louis Vito. Louis Vito, also a celeb, Dancing with the Stars. Wait, mm. have you met non-snowboard celebs, Jess? Um, yeah, I got a DM from Jason Momoa once after Learning to Drown came out. He posted about it, um, and that was surprising because he probably was my favorite person on Game of Thrones, and I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. And she told me about it, and I was like, who's that? <laughs> Sorry. Very exciting. Very exciting. So are you guys still talking? Or? <laughs> yeah, what's up with it? I like tag him in memes sometimes. Okay, that's he, like a love language. And he lulls. <laughs> that is Jess's you guys love are language. Further along he lulls? He's in love with you. you guys yeah, he lulls. He memes lulls. are Jess's love language. Or he goes, <laughs> yeah, for baby. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I saw Tony Hawk the other day, or like a month ago, and I thought it was so cool. So that's a yeah, that's a yeah, good that was legit. We were walking down the 101 in Encinitas, and I was like, Tony Hawk and Jill and Katie were like, yeah, so what? <laughs> oh, like, shut God. up, dude. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Did you talk to him? No, just, just saw him. Uh, Birdman. What about you, Silk? You got any celebs? Uh, probably not. I, you're probably the biggest celebrity that Oof, I've met. That's pretty tough, dude. I'm yeah, sorry it's not, for that. Yeah, the bar's pretty low right now, so bar's if any low. other celebrities <laughs> are out there. Till next well, week's you have yes. Yes. Yeah. That Maybe one day you'll meet Sean White if he ever comes in the booth. That could be a potential celeb. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, counting down the days. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, another great question. This is from Altham. Alethum. A-L-E-T-H-M-M. I'm not sure how to say that. Sorry for butchering your name. They want to know, do you guys fight? Question mark. Yes. <laughs> I think I said it earlier, but I am so annoying. <laughs> wow, you've I've never heard you say that. I acknowledge that I am annoying. I am a gross. I'm a handful. <laughs> you are enough. 
I am enough, but I am a handful and Jess puts up with me, but yeah, we fight. Some, and also sometimes Jess, because she loves me, is like pretty hard on me. So um, we fight sometimes. Does she ever take a knee? It's like, we need to talk, coach style. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> we need to talk. You're fucking up, Dara. Get it together. But uh, yeah, we fight. Like all good friends, like good relationships. You guys ever go to non-talking mode where you're like, I'm not talking to them for a week? No, because again, I am she very annoying and persistent. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I cannot stand when someone is mad at me. I'm like, please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So we usually resolve the fights pretty quick, but. All right. We're going to fire up another guest question from at uh, kin underscore long last name. <laughs> I love that handle. Better uh, know yourself. Any tips for women wanting to get into street riding in small towns without much of a scene for it? Wait, you're looking at me, but you're from a small town. Well, I didn't want to steal all your thunder. <laughs> you are from Winnipeg, after all. But I Shout. think you just got to you gotta find anyone who does it in yeah. your town. Like, um, even if they're skiers or soap shores or whatever, like just anything, don't just do anything to make it happen. I mean, any kind of snowboarding, street snowboarding or back and it's all about your crew. So you just need to find your people and go out with them as much as possible. And, and it I, might be one person. Yeah. Like I started out the only hitting street spots cause my friend Troy was like super into it, but he didn't have a car or a drop and ramp. So I built the drop and ramp and we took my car and went and set up spots. So, yeah. And if you are, able to re I mean we have the whole online thing if you're able to like reach out to people like maybe the town over and make friends that way and then you and your friend from your small town go and meet people to the it's just it's just building on what you create do you guys feel like I, I mean I feel this way is that is people if you are incredibly motivated and you're just no matter what you want to make it happen you're going to just naturally fall in line with other people that are incredibly motivated, you know, or at least like you're, you're going to have the same wavelength going if you're, if you're freaking psycho about trying to make it happen. I mean, this is a dude's perspective. I'm realizing as I'm talking, your experiences were different than mine, but I do think that if you're, you know, just like, I got to make it happen no matter what, you will naturally attract that same type of person. Don't take no for an answer. I think yeah. like, don't take, I'm from a small town as an excuse. Not saying that that's what you're doing, but like, I, Oh my God, this is embarrassing. I remember like I was such a, and I'm not suggesting people to do this because this was like so annoying, but like any, we had like a lot of good spots in the town that I grew up in. And so a lot of film crews would come there and we'd, I'd hear about it and I'd just like show up. Be like, what's up? You guys need a drop-in ramp? You know, and they'd be like, oh, this fucking chick. And I'd drop in and just like tomahawk down the stairs and be like, yeah. <laughs> I've know? gotten very good over the years at inviting myself into yeah. situations, <laughs> into Jess's life, but also in, like my friends in Whistler, I will invite myself onto any of their snowboard film trips. Like you just, you just, persistence again, like just um, keep trying and keep surrounding yourself by other people that are like-minded and even virtually if you can't do yeah. it physically. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. All right. At adventure underscore blonde wants to know, how are you staying so positive and funny all the time and keeping the good vibes going? 
We're not. It's <laughs> a hilarious question. I mean, it's a good question, but it's hilarious that someone like I almost feel bad right now that someone thinks that we always have the good vibes going like we rarely have the good vibes going. I think that just don't forget that social media is just like a microcosm of of showing like, oh, this is funny and this is funny. But like how much spiraling and tears and like dark holes and like hiding away from your friends and like actual bad mental illness and serious like life crisis is there going on in between all this stuff that you see us doing every day we just like this is like those things that you see us doing that are like the positive fun things are the things that we are doing to to pull ourselves out well yeah or to pull ourselves out of the downward spirals like somebody said to me the other day like you're always doing fun things outside and I I, like that's how I keep myself sane and try to like not be in the dark places yeah you're mostly like viewing the coping mechanism yeah totally like Mm. yeah (laughs) I like that let's stay on that it's a healthy coping mechanism like it works for us but it's not always our lives are not always positive fun adventure like I just I think I'd say they're rarely positive fun adventures. We do a lot of fun things, but I think that we've both learned that those activities are what help us stay slightly on track and keep our mental stability in check somewhat. Wise words. Yeah. Yeah, it's more than just sliding down the hill on a piece of wood. So you got to keep your mind right. Yeah, which is which is hard work and we both like work hard at it. It's not like it doesn't come natural to either of us so mm-hmm. but we've figured out and it's taken a lot of time but we've figured out what works for us and it's that's what you see <laughs> we should just show a screenshot of some texts from yesterday that are yeah. like i'm spiraling oh i'm in a dark one right now yeah. <laughs> how are we gonna do this yeah. we we both had a couple like rough days for different reasons like leading up to this podcast that we're supposed to come on and talk about how Be much fun we fun. have in life like oh we're so funny it's the justin dara show <laughs> but do you guys get when you have a good day out there you get a banger do you notice yourself being like your true highest self of just riding high yeah yep yeah Mm-hmm. So that's why we keep doing it. Like we know it feels good. But I also think this is something, or I, I want to say something about that. Um, we need, because what I see what happens when like one of us breaks a leg or it rains every day and we can't go dirt biking or something's broken down or it's not snowing or whatever it is, like we just full on start drowning. And I think that like going back to what Chris said earlier about like he, he's like, I know that I know what I think about myself. Like we need to know without all of those coping mechanisms, like they're not necessarily unhealthy, but it is a form of running away. Yeah. I keep myself insanely busy to avoid the bad stuff. Like she goes to the gym twice a day and then also goes for a bike ride down in Squamish, goes back like up to Pemberton, goes boating and comes back down and goes dirt biking in Squamish and drives back up to Whistler. And I am aware that I need to work on being okay with stillness and just, being comfortable with myself but at the moment that's the system that's working for me but yeah we like I need to get better at not running from the shit Mm. (laughs) sorry speed round no this it's good I I think this is interesting topic silk do you think this is interesting oh yeah okay because I I want to stay on this stuff because um one thing I'm going to just share is that you know I see this lady Amy um who is kind of a whatever we'll put her in the healer category she knows things about me without her telling her, which sounds 
wild. I've never told her about moto or skating or snowboarding, but she knows that I do all those things. And one time when she was talking to me, and this changed my perspective on that, she's like, you need to go snowboard, you need to ride your dirt bike, and you need to skateboard because that is how you are truly authentically yourself. That's where your being, like your soul shines and you kind of are able, as much as it's it's like a two two birds stoned at once scenario, you're, 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 you know, dealing with your emotional, spiritual turmoil through the snowboard, but you're also like that like little kid in me can come out and you're like, oh, I just want to fuck around on this pillow over here. And you get excited and you get to be like a little kid again. And I think that's also the beauty of sliding down the hill on a piece of wood is you get into that, you get to be yourself and just fucking shine like you did when you were a kid playing in the sandbox. Yeah, I think the best version and like the truest version of ourselves comes out when we are doing things we love, especially outside and with people we love. Mm -hmm. But there's just a balance. Like I, I have a habit of being too busy and over activitying and over exercising where Jess has a habit of overworking and being too busy in that way. And it is kind of, we're trying to like balance, crush things down. That's what we're doing is we're trying to crush things down. But yeah, I don't know. There's, I guess, two parts to it where we enjoy, we find our truest versions of ourselves, but like we also, it would be nice if we could find that version of ourselves just all of the time or access mm, it like good point. anywhere, and, yep. you know, but I mean, I think the ultimate goal in life is to um, be able to access that without just like sitting there not moving mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that can happen in life where you may end up unable to do that stuff. And if you can't, like, then what? Mm -hmm. So I think that before that happens, because it all it will happen to some degree with like just getting super old one day um, if you don't die first. So I think I'm trying to find find out like I it's a it's a curiosity more than anything because I have no clue but I think they say that's when you reach eternal bliss <laughs> reach enlightenment yeah that's it <laughs> you get enough bluebird pow days in a row you will reach enlightenment <laughs> but we are lucky that we've like found the things that bring that out of us like some people don't have that passion mm -hmm. in life so I'm grateful grateful <laughs> I think the, like the power too of like doing that um self-work and stuff is like you're kind of no, like the goal, I guess, you're no longer at the mercy of any external factor. Like you get yeah, kind of exactly. get to a point where you're like, you can't tell me who I am. I tell you who I am. Mm -hmm. Like no, nothing else mm -hmm. matters that goes on because you know exactly what's going on inside you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way Indigestion. I, I, I've, heard it, I've heard it summed up that I like. It's like life is beautiful. And if you get out of your own way to just see the beauty of it, that's like what I'm that's what I'm personally trying to do is get out of my own fucking way so I can just see how beautiful it is. But instead, I'm in the 4 a.m. I wake up, I think about some bullshit problem that's not a real problem. So, mm -hmm. you know, but we're all human. Yeah. 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 Fun stuff. Life is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Your scene. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting crunchy. Whatever. Okay. I love I I could go so crunchy. It's Yeah, me too. Insane. I've actually had he a yearns to crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crunchy. <laughs> I feel like it's but more soft like heady. in all the right places. <laughs> no, I've had a summer of like going on these adventures and being like, "Wow, like look where we live. Look what we do. This is fucking beautiful. This is insane." We're like, I don't know, it is cheesy, but it's nice to be able to have those moments. 
Yeah, perspective is a good factor. Mm -hmm. Another another factor thinking about too is you were talking about snowboarding and how lucky we are. And then one of the things with snowboarding that came up when you were talking about that is like fears, right? Like I think that that when you're at the top of a jump and you're like, I'm scared, I don't want to hit it. And you work through that and you hit it and you're like, wow, I I did something I didn't know I could do. and, And you kind of make a, like snowboarding is kind of a pattern of working through fears and then you can apply that to life. And it's the same thing. And I think what keeps some people in a miserable life is the fears uh, hold them back. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about the Icon Pass because winter is right around the corner. Resorts are about to start opening. They got the Icon Session Pass starting at only $319 adult. The Icon Pass Session 2-day, 3-day, and 4-day pass options offer a range of affordable entry points for the over 50-plus Icon Pass mountains. They also got the Icon Base Pass with limited blackout days across most of the 50-plus mountains. And of course, they got the Icon Pass. Only the Icon Pass provides the most access to the most mountains with no blackout dates. That's every bit of good stuff possible. They got over 178,000 skiable acres across more than 50 destinations worldwide. The good stuff is almost here. Again, from only $319 adult, stay ready with your at Icon Pass to 50-plus destinations worldwide. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Yeti. Now, everybody knows Yeti makes incredible products, high-quality stuff. They got the Hopper Backpack, which is a cooler bag, and they also got the Hopper Tote, which is a tote-form cooler bag. And it's incredible if you want to bring ice-cold beverages Anywhere you go, keep them cold all day, very well insulated. The thing that people don't think about with these cooler bags is they also keep things hot. You get a burrito on your way up to the hill, you want to keep it warm for later, chuck it in your hopper tote. That thing's going to be delicious several hours later. It also has the easy access kangaroo pocket. You can throw your keys, your wallet, your cell phone in there. It's got high quality insulation. The cold cell insulation uses closed cell foam technology to lock the cold and keep your refreshments fresh. And if you're interested in getting a Yeti tote or hopper backpack, check out Yeti.com, a perfect gift for the holidays. All right, folks, we're going to talk to you about Capita and particularly the Mercury snowboard that I've been riding most of the last winter. Now, it's one of the most versatile snowboards out there. And I like talking about it because I actually ride it. So it's great for all mountain and powder. You can take it through the park and rip park jumps. You can do a back lip on it. And you can annihilate powder on this thing. It is just a solid platform. If you want to ride a smaller size, it's going to feel a little more jibby. If you want to ride a big size, you can attack the mountain in straight line through chop. Uh, I really love the way it gets on edge. It's not zingy. It really holds a nice edge. It's got a perfect flex for all-mountain freestyle. You want to land switch and powder, get yourself a Mercury. You want to do a frontside 720 on a 60-foot park jump, Mercury's going to do that for you too. So uh, I actually did a review on the Capita Mercury on Bombhole's YouTube channel if you want to learn more about it. But I love that board. I ride it. I trust it. And uh, if you're interested in getting yourself a Capita Mercury, check out your local snowboard shop or you can see them online. Now, I'm going to change gears, and we're going to go down a fucking wormhole, and it's going to be great. Uh Uh-oh. This is from Fish Ski Bike. Mm. 
fun. Re- I think I like the handles better than the questions most of the time. That's a good handle. At fish ski bike. Yeah, must like fishing, skiing, and riding bikes, I'm guessing, by that handle. Do you think? What drives gals to continue to send it? Is there an internal or external factor? Uh, well, we joke about it, but there's some truth to it. But, like, I think we talk about a lot of the drive coming from... Um, a you are not enough. Not a good place. A place of self-hatred and... Um, Striving for acceptance. Unhappiness. <laughs> it's like Damn, it works good, though. Unfortunately, where I think a lot of the drive comes from. Uh, yeah. But for you or for... Yeah, I'm not... Speaking for yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying that's where it comes from for everyone, but, like... For me, there's a lot of, <laughs> I think, or I don't know. It's like a joke, but like, yeah, fuck. It's a joke because it's true. Because yeah. I, that was what drove me. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like, I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, that that's the same thing that drives everyone. But I think that I like admire the girls that do it, or the queer people, or the people that are on the fringe that do it anyways, even though they're not welcomed as much so yeah i think that it's not like what drives girls specifically yeah the same things that drive everyone else but it's just a bit harder to stick to it yeah and stay and be the cockroach you know you can be (laughs) but yeah we talk about a lot how like kind of fucked up in the head you have to be to continue to film these video parts year after year and throw yourself down stair sets and like i sometimes i wonder if it comes from or I know it comes from... Like feeling like you need to be punished. Yeah, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, and then I'll have moments where I'm like, if I am in a, get to a good place and I am feeling like, am I going to get too mentally stable to <laughs> continue to pursue this and like have success or maybe like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. I think you could say that with like any too like uh i've talked to stan about that and he's like from like a comedic perspective like a lot of like comedians are in the same boat or just anyone in any specialty like lane kind of who needs to (coughs) excel kind of comes from a place of like pain and -hmm. there's something beautiful about that Mm -hmm. the question is at a certain point if you go deeper and you peel back the layers can you do it from a healthy place yeah, I wonder. And are there people who have just been doing it from a healthy place all along? Or are we all on the same page here? I'm curious. <laughs> it's like how honest with yourself are you and like how well mm-hmm. do you know yourself too, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe some people don't even acknowledge or know that they are driven by something negative. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain degree of consciousness that mm-hmm. you have to awaken to really recognize that. Which often can't be awakened when you're bashing your head against the stairs. Mm-hmm. Right. repeatedly years right. after year that's and maybe gonna, that's what you want <laughs> you don't want to yeah i was gonna ask like do you guys think there's like a necessary element of like emotional suppression that has to take place in order to uh do these crazy stunts that can damage your body yeah i mean i i think even in like any sport any olympic sport or even like the tortured artists the tortured writers you know we're all just tortured people <laughs> yeah a lot of the most like creative successful people have been very have had a lot of inner battles <laughs> so um maybe that makes it so we can be thankful for our struggles in a way which is a nice way to look at it 
Yeah, it makes me think of the Michael Jordan documentary when you watch it and you're like, just all these like kind of unhealthy motivations where he's like, I took that personally. And like there's somebody would do nothing to him and he would build a story in his head about how this person's awful. And it's like, yeah, really, totally. that's what's driving great. And he was one of the greatest ever. And it's, it def- certainly didn't come from a healthy place. It certainly like wasn't, he was going to a therapist and being like, yeah, so I'm just feeling really calm and zen and peaceful. He's like, I don't care if we win another ring or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's like, look at Aaron Rodgers. The guy went and did a bunch of ayahuasca. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. If I, I mean, this is my theory because he didn't play well after he did ayahuasca. My theory is that he's like, oh, I lost and I'm actually okay. It's like, if I'm a team manager and somebody wants to go do ayahuasca, I'm like, nope, no, I don't want, I don't want you part of the team anymore. You, you want to go do a bunch healed. of self work. <laughs> we don't want healing. We want self hatred. Or we're going to need to keep unhealthy. you a little fucked up. Yeah, we got to keep you fucked up so you have this drive to that. Maybe if you think that if you succeed on such a deep level that one day you'll be okay and loved, and it's like chasing that <laughs> oh, dragon. Dude, that yeah, coach lives insane. in my head. <laughs> what you were just saying is what I say to myself a lot of times, being like, "You need to be struggling. If you just like, what are you just going to give up and?" do nothing like a fucking loser like you know what are you Sorry. just gonna be so, content you're just gonna be you're just gonna you be think happy? you're good enough you're not good enough you don't deserve that but we're working on it <laughs> we are enough <laughs> i think like also like even outside of that anyone in a lane of greatness like everybody probably has that core belief or like those voices in their head but they just haven't figured out what to do with it and that seems like also a really uncomfortable place to be in like maybe more uncomfortable yeah probably more, more uncomfortable. uncomfortable that's why i was saying like maybe it's maybe i'm a little bit grateful for it because it's or or yeah we're lucky that we found something to put it into and it's driven us to do these things maybe. So, so what you're you're describing too jess as well with the existential crisis it's like you need a little bit of that to drive you i can relate on some levels and I was reading this book called The Untethered Soul or Living Untethered, Michael Singer, great read. And he, you know, he talks about kind of a lot, big part of it is kind of getting out of your own way so you can appreciate the beauty of life and all these things. And, and you know, so if you, if you work through some of those layers and you start feeling okay, am I still going to be able to create? And the line in there that helped me with my existential crisis in like the journey that I'm on is that basically... If you're coming from a place of love and true love and passion, love and passion still needs to create. Love and passion need to create. It doesn't necessarily need to come from anger. I think it can come from a healthy place. Yeah, I would like to think that. I don't know yet, <laughs> but I would like to think that. Yeah. It would pr- maybe it would just create something different, but something equally as great. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I am feeling good these days, and it scares me because it. I. Like, when am I going to get dragged back into not feeling good? Like, that's a terrifying thought. And then also... Like, I'm it's like, a safer place to be not feeling good. It's more predictable. And, like, you mm. don't have to worry about anything being taken away. Because <laughs> you have nothing to start with. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I guess... I mean, we're just on a journey. It's depressing. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. That was really fucking wise, Dara. It is scary. I'm like... I Because I know what it's like to be doing bad. And I don't want to go back there and I'm doing good right now. And I'm like, li- like going through life, like being like, Jess, oh my God, look at these beautiful leaves. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so happy right now? But it's terrifying to like imagine, like, I don't know, anything could happen and I could go back there. And yeah. Are the fears real? Mm, that's the, uh, that's the question. Which, 
what's real, <laughs> which thoughts are real. <laughs> I guess you get to choose and you can create what you want, maybe. I don't know. I mean, what if you did go back, then you already know how to be there. Yeah, and I don't... You have a lot of experience being there. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think mean, I'm going back. But isn't it kind of inevitable? I guess I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but, like, it comes in waves. Yes, Julie. That, is, like, that is true, but, like, I... I resent your Suppress. question, Suppress. But, <laughs> but you're right. Peaks and valleys, <laughs> waves. And you'll be like a different version of, of who you were then when you're back there. So you won't actually be like back there. I'll you'll have be like the new, the experience new and the tools to handle it. And yeah, yeah, you got it. So, too. so that's good. There's waves. So I'll always be fucked up enough to be driven, which is great. <laughs> I think that it's not like what Jules just said, just kind of like sparred something in my head that it's not, there is no definitive where we are at because mm. life is fluid and it's constantly in motion. So like the minute that we identify with what we are right now, I am doing good. I am happy. I am sad. You're just kind of setting yourself up for failure because things, no matter what, the one thing you can't stop is like things are moving. Mm -hmm. We're moving past it so I don't mm. know that just came into my head that was very smart I think and I think the critical element is like just like trying not to attach to either thing like don't put too much meaning on like fuck I'm back in this place how am I gonna get ever get out of it it's attaching so much like meaning onto that that it like has so much power but if it's just like you're gonna move through this you're gonna move through another thing and you're gonna go back to that it's like it's like are you a human practice being of non or a human doing <laughs> that's supposed to be a joke you guys <laughs> um, see I thought that was profound welcome to bomb hole therapy so I'm not too mentally stable to be successful no that's what we, if we, if we learned that's one what thing we've today. established uh, this is a question from Liam Griffin hard hitting does Dara really want a natty select rebate I would like where's the camera give me natty select redemption yeah I want that um, go on to elaborate, initially, after the experience, I said I would never do it again because it was the worst experience of my life. But having some time to perhaps forget about the worst parts of it and also reflect on what I want to do with my life, I would like to try oh, again. Let's talk about why it, w it wasn't the worst experience of your life, but it put you in the situation of your nightmare, which is essentially feeling um, in, in a situation alone where you don't have support necessarily and... Um, yeah, and I, then people are watching on top of that, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't have, I don't have much. Basically what I'm saying is that she abandoned me. I didn't abandon you. She encouraged me. I said, Jess, I'm not ready. Like I'm new to the back. No, no, still. no. I have so much to learn. I'm going to work hard. Me and Ben were supposed, it. we thought it was going to be in Whistler. So we were like, you have our full support 15 minutes or less away from the house. And then it ended up being in Mammoth. So I would have like had to fly me down there and Ben down there in our only window of filming. But when the invitation came, I did say, this isn't my year to do it. I'm not ready. I need to work on some things before I take on something like this. And it was encouraged that I take a chance. And I did. And I just don't think I was set up to. Um, you just needed more support there. I did. From and it, us who failed you. It wasn't like on such a big scale. It wasn't how I wanted to um portray my snowboarding and yeah I, it just sucks it was hard to watch for us too because we we're like we know that's not how you ride dude yeah I think that it was um what's the word that I'm looking for a learning experience well it was a learning experience but like I just I feel like there's so much more that I want to show of my snowboarding and that wasn't a good 
uh, reflection of it. <laughs> so but, a rebate. Yeah, to answer so Liam's, question, Liam's question, yes. I'm going to need a rebate. Let's get Liam. a rebate. <laughs> okay, this question is great. Uh, Andrew Agnar wants to know, when do we get a movie based solely on the Jess plus Dara adventures? Oh, I've been asking for this for years. When do we get a budget based solely on the Let's burn some Dara budge. plus Jess yeah. adventures? I know budge. that obviously I would benefit more from this. <laughs> and it's my Je- barrier to entry exposure <laughs> program. <laughs> but fuck, I think it would be entertaining. Like, we got to make a movie. I think it would be sweet, but I feel like we need to, with like snowboard trips, we should do small doses <laughs> in order to sustain because we're playing the long game. Jess is like, we need to do small doses so that I can continue to tolerate you. <laughs> no comment. No okay. comment. <laughs> but the Jess Dara project. Would yeah, be I think it would be sick. Um, what kind of style are we talking? Trick based, uh, documentary based, vlog based? Like, what about a vlog, guys? I love a good vlog. What's but- up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jess and Dara's Adventures. Subscribe to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been vlogging, but <laughs> I don't really know what a vlog is exactly. Like, it's a YouTube channel, a video, like a, video. a video blog, right? Video, exactly. Video blog. Yep. Okay. Long format, usually uh, talking directly into the camera. Okay, no, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's not what our selfie, project would be. Selfie cam. No, ours would be part What's up, YouTube? Part trick, part adventure, It'd part be like documentary. Documentary gong show year-round activity yeah. based. Like Where do how we sign much up? <sighs> write us a check. Yeah, you want to sponsor USD. it? Bombhole presents. I Woo. can see it now. Yeah. I got to talk to you account Jewels, we got the budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a raise first and then I got you guys. <laughs> Uh, how do you sign up for that? What's it called? OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, Patreon. <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFeet? <laughs> Presented by feetfinder.com. <laughs> yeah, so um, to answer the question, the Jess and Dara movie, it's coming one day. I just got If anyone wants to fund it. Yeah, I got to keep talking. We'll throw some, some bills to that. Yeah, we can get some Chetty Biscuit. When it comes. Send us some loon. Some tune. Just send them a bag of toonies. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> All right, I think it's a good time to hit a smelling salt. What do you guys think? Silk, you want to start us oh, off? Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, delicious. Oh, my God. Wait. That was really bad. I mean, really good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, stings the nostrils. Dude, I can't stings breathe. Stings the nostrils. We're crying. You mean you can breathe really good now? Wow, well, we're back. <laughs> we're ready. made it so far without crying. I'm the worst. We are crying. We're ready for another six <laughs> hours. Wow, Jules is hurt right that now. That was really bad. <laughs> I mean, really good. It was so fun. <laughs> really <laughs> done. I don't know. I, I loved that so much. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was insane. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about uh, prize money. I have no comment on the subject. They're getting in my eyes. I can either confirm or deny these allegations. <laughs> um, un- uninvited, maybe uninvited invitational prize money particularly. You guys raised some coin for that, right? Yeah. The And I was just like, let's just make something so sick that nobody will believe that all the girls that are there are like, holy shit, look at all this. Look how big the goodie bags are. Look how much prize money there is. Look at the welcome dinner, like all that kind of stuff. And it was also kind of an experiment to be like, if we do all this... How are they going to ride? You know, and I, I knew they would go off, and they went off. But yeah, we did have. I mean, I wanted so badly from the start. I was like, I want fifty thousand dollars prize money, and we 
worked really hard and on a really short timeline. Uh, me and my friend Hayes. Shout out Hayes. Hayes gets a fucking Shout air out horn. to Hayes. Yeah. Super air horn? Super air horn. Hit her with it. <laughs> Basically, we came close. So we were able to do $40,000 prize money. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think but through doing that, like I wasn't even aware because I'm not like in the contest scene, but I wasn't really aware um, what the prize money for stuff was. And some people would like reach out and be like, yo, I just did this big thing. And like the total prize money was this much. Um, and so I was like, cool, we did something cool. And we're going to have even more this year. But And it was also, well, I don't want to speak for you, but was it a bit of a fuck you to all of the contests in the past that were prize money for men and uh, a jacket for women's first place? Yeah, it's like I don't want to be driven by <laughs> anger, <laughs> but I yeah, it it was also a fuck you to um the prize money that has been like there either wasn't any or um it was just I don't know, it's just hard to and I get it because like yes, there was a time where like guys are all doing tens and the best trick that the girls doing is a back three, but who the fuck wants to like risk their actual life for um, a beanie and a fifty dollar gift certificate to Red Lobster? You know, like nobody. Why There's nothing. Red to Lobster's <laughs> pretty good. I, 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 I would like to differ. It's but enough yeah. for like one appetizer. <laughs> I've never actually been, but we should take Dara tonight. Oh, you can eat shrimp. I believe they got this oh, special. Yeah. We should go after horrifying. this. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, that almost like killed me and Hayes to be able to do that. Like there's a reason that there isn't so much prize money at a lot of these big events because it costs a lot to put them on. And so instead of using sponsor money to do that stuff, we just like did it ourselves. Like we were in the workshop, like doing the, all the grinding and sending on the features. Like we were begging people to just like donate this, like die cut stickers stepped up huge and like donated all our branding. For example, that saved us thousands of dollars and yeah, but it's just like, sometimes I'm like, okay, you do all this stuff, but like at what cost? And so I'm trying to find the balance from that and just like be better this year at being like, we need money and we're gonna give like a higher percentage of it back to the riders than any other contest ever. But we still like, we can't just kill ourselves over this repeatedly can confirm that I watched Jess kill herself and I'm still watching Jess kill herself to like make these things happen and it's wild. Really cuts into Dara's dirt bike in time. Yeah, I want more activities with <laughs> Jess, but she's always fucking working. <laughs> what, what's more rewarding, uninvited uh, video series or uninvited invitational? Um, invitational because it's it would be like watching the whole everyone film the rest video part like right in front of you. Mm. And I think like seeing the reaction to... Um, like the other girls, you're helping them one at a time in their own individual parts and like sending a filmer here or like paying for an Airbnb there. But that was just like collective and, and it was yeah. like a pretty magical, um, like what was happening. The energy was crazy. Like it was something that has never happened before. What did you think, Jules? It was so cool. Did I you know what it was going to be before? Um, I mean, I looked at like the deck or whatever, but I mean, I figured honestly not to like choke not to choke on your dick i know there's a better term for this but uh i've just knew that like something that you would I'm do japanese would, you won't <laughs> something that you would do would be magical and 
I mean, we, I, I went and I went with Mia and we like did some interviews and stuff. And it was like, I just knew that, I mean, the girl, it was, it was magical. It was so cool. It was like watching like women snowboarding change in like real time, like in an instant. Like it was pretty crazy. And everyone was so like happy and having so much fun. Like I understand it's a contest. You can have a lot of pressure on yourself and there were like tears and stuff, but then there was 30 plus girls like just being like, you got it. It's okay. Like it was, it was insane energy. I'm so excited for this year. Uh, Lola looked like she was on a tear. Lola was on a tear. Front board fakie goggle grab. Yeah, Lola was on one. And the features that we built, like the roof, the rail to rail, the roof to rail thing, I was pushing for that. And they were like, I'm not going to name these, but they were like, uh, like this is because we were so, we were stretched on resources and time. And so for me to like push for another thing that like maybe nobody will hit was, um, for some people, like a waste of time and resources, but that's exactly like, that is a microcosm of what this entire thing is. Let's just put the feature there. Let's just put the opportunity there and someone's gonna hit it. And when everyone sees that one person hit it, everyone else is gonna hit it. There are so many things in snowboarding right now that cater to that like more entry level or comfort based um, situation for girls because I think that it is important to have those, but we, we don't treat them like someone who can do that crazy shit. So I like, and maybe like, I'm sure that there's a lot of girls like in the industry or that were even at that event that are kind of like, Jess is a like hard bitch, you know, because she's like, no, not, not that this is for the fucking high level. But because nobody ever even thought of us as possible to have a high level, it's like, let's have a girl's day. Go girls. Hey, I have trouble with that shit. Cause it's like, no, these bitches are gnarly and they can hit the fucking roof to rail and they can hit the rail transfer. They can hit the big shit, you know? So anyways, sorry. Whoa. I got hot. Go yeah. off, go off. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> let them know. I'm like shaking right now because I'm like, I fucking told let, you so. Let them know. Let them know. That's but what like, this is for. But that's what I think when I like saw Ilfa's part in Bloom the other day. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it yet. No. Oh it's my fucked up. God. I was like, I fucking told you so. I fucking told you so. Not to make this about me, but what if, what if we would have had this opportunity 10 years ago. Where would we be now? You know, it would just be, you hear people say all the time, well, it's, but girls are good now. That's why we're like backing them because they're good now. It's like, no, dude. Like There was always the potential. Yeah. There was just. No. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you, Chris. <laughs> no, that you can't help the passion. Did you just compress? <laughs> yeah, my, yes, I compressed. No, I, I actually apologize. feel. I feel. I feel like your energy. I'm excited about it. I like it. The passion coming off of you shows. Let's build some more fucking big shit. It's just like this unsaid truth amongst literally everybody at that event. And it's like the most connecting factor. But also the like queer people at that event and the trans people at that event and the people at that event who just ha are typically not included in like the mainstream. And they knew like this is something this is something for the like rejects. I don't want to say it. Well, yeah, for the fucking uninvited, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. God damn, it's beautiful. <laughs> Another <laughs> one thing can we talk about too, and that I really enjoyed is you tested the stairs. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you want that video? 
Okay, so the stairs. <laughs> and like, see, I don't want to sit. I, like, part of me doesn't want to talk about this because I don't want. Um, <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> I don't want people to be like, oh, the, the girls need fucking padded stairs. But one of my thoughts was like, what do the street girls not get that like, you see the contest girls progressing so fast right now? And they have airbags and they have coaching and they have these situations where the, the hill is shut down and it's just for them to hit this crazy, perfect feature. How can we do that for the street girls? Well, I thought, why don't we like put resi mat like you put on the uh, motorbike jumps, like a, it's like a foam mat with like a piece of thin plastic over top so that if they, like they can go completely blind, eyes closed, back to Sev, never even front boarded before and they're probably gonna be okay, you know? Um, so yeah, we did, that was, that was so time consuming that me and Hayes ended up, and shouts to Maddie Montgomery who like cut all of our, um, all of the resi, <laughs> the resi slicer. Um, but yeah, uh, I did want to test it out. Obviously, I didn't want to send the girls down without testing it out. But yeah, I did roll down the stairs like after we installed it. And I almost like hooked my head inside the railing. It was so sketchy. And I was like, imagine that the day before the contest, I go into the hospital with a severe injury. How'd you get hurt? Voluntarily rolling yourself down the stairs, actually. Wait, surprisingly enough. Surprisingly enough, that's our career, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Voluntarily jumping off buildings. That and, is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I recently sprained my ankle falling downstairs and I was telling someone how embarrassed I was, like telling the people at the hospital because I thought it was broken, that I just fell down some stairs. Drunk. I had had a drink. <laughs> it was actually at our 6 8 Drinking injury. Um, anyways, <laughs> I was embarrassed about being drunk and falling downstairs and he was like, well, what's more embarrassing, that or telling them that you were snowboarding and <laughs> you snowboarded down some stairs and fell yeah. Trying to explain that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, both are like, our career is just throwing ourselves downstairs. But also going back to the stairs, kudos to you for actually thinking about the details of having a resi stair and just every step that's like totally unnecessary in the sense that like you could just have snow there. But it's like the fact that you care that much is it shows it's important. She has really good attention to detail. That kind of detail was put into, in, and like love and dedication and thought was put into every corner of that event. And the stairs thing was, because this event isn't just to give the girls money, it's to try to propel them forward in any way that we can. And so I'm thinking like, what are the tricks that haven't really been done in the streets? And are there gonna be girls here who might not even make finals, but they're gonna have two days riding on this set where they don't have to be scared of falling on the stairs? And this might make it so that next year, like someone does do a hard way back to Sev onto a down bar because they've been on top of the rail before they've looked down at the stairs after doing the trick and like they didn't die. So it was kind of that too. God, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm so passionate about this shit. Let me ask you this. Cause I don't know as a male with my Adam's apple and my, I hang on and my clip on bangs <laughs> and I can urinate outside very easily. I just don't know. Only bled once out of your dick. I don't bleed out of my dick. I have bled out of my taint because my skateboard hit it once, but that's the only closest Aww. thing I can think of. Um, you poor thing. However, d does it feel like you guys feel more, um, how would I say, like like less judged or something? Like, since, since it's mainly women there and there's no dudes, are you, are you guys like, fuck it, let's get after it? Does that help the vibe? Um, I'm going to say it depends on the girl because some of them are like more motivated with like the like maybe like me style who's going to thrive in a situation where people are going to be doubting you or making you feel like you don't belong. But um, it also gives like it, pr 
traditionally in snowboarding, if you wanted to be the pro, you had to be that kind of like butch alpha type where that was like, you know, sometimes often like not welcoming to other girls and not other personalities. But like I was talking with Ben about this the other day, like think of like the artist people or like think of like Jonas Michelot, who he he like feels like Corinne to me, Corinne Pasela, who is like so sick, but because she wasn't willing to like punch everyone out of the way to get to the front, like she never kept going with it. So I've forgotten your actual question. Can you say that again? Uh, just not having um, I, I think a shitload of men there. Did that make it like a better environment? I don't I th- think there's one answer to that question. Yeah, I think it just depends on the that person. Was there. Mm-hmm. But it was more... that was there. Yeah, it was more just to put them in a situation where there was nobody above them. There was no like tier above them. They were the top tier. Mm. So then finally they could focus on like being pissed at each other like dudes have forever. <laughs> but also I just, yeah, I mean, the environment is going to affect each individual differently and good point like men or women or other it was more fun for me with no guys there it's funny because the dudes were like that were there we love you guys shouts thanks for judging but they were like can we hit the course and i was like (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) ours and i saw (laughs) them being like super like like bummed yeah of course anyone's but, but like, we've been told no for everything. Like, just just wait. You don't, like, yes, it is the fucking sickest thing ever. That was our point, was to create a course that everyone would wish they could ride. We So you could say, as men, we were kind of uninvited. Mm. I would say you were invited, but you had to stay behind the fence. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, as a male, I feel attacked. Don't. No, it's so hard. For you. you are enough. <laughs> No, we get it. It's so hard for you. You poor thing. You guys will never know what it's like. But like, uh, just to say something, like this isn't, what we need is not women's only this, women's only that. It was just to, it was like a social experiment to see what if we give them everything that they never had, how are they going to ride? And that was just last year. They didn't even expect that. For example, they came to the welcome dinner and one of our things was like, we are going to have, we had a budget to get like food and we had charcuterie boards and I've never even eaten one before but we had like a whole spread of them and the, everything went untouched because none of the girls had any it was not even in their vicinity that the food on the catering table was for them to eat and that is like a really good metaphor for how it's been so they've been they've gone like fucking hungry all these years and when we were like hey this is for you man the european girls were tripping we had poutine they were tripping over the poutine and yeah it was just the other thing was like most of them already just went and bought their own food that night at the bar because they didn't think that it was for them. So this was, sorry, to, I digress. This was one year and they saw it in hindsight. They were like, whoa, that was, everything was crafted for us to succeed. I'm really interested to see what it's going to be like this year, having that knowledge behind them. Sorry for yelling. <laughs> Dope. Passion. No apologizing. <laughs> Amazing. Man. No apologizing. We Take, love it. Stuff your sorries in a sack. <laughs> um, what about the trust fall? Whose idea was the trust fall? <sighs> I don't remember. I don't know. Like I did at the time, I didn't love it <laughs> because it was first, fucking adorable. I know, <laughs> but awesome. I didn't want that like picture of people with their hands up and there's only one person on the top. That made me Classic. really uncomfortable. <laughs> Shut up. Classic. <laughs> that made me uncomfortable. And then also like metaphorically to 
fall on these girls who are already struggling. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was thinking was, what if I hurt some, someone and they can't are, ride? We're overthinking yes. the like. I'm looking at I'm symbolism. Like, These guys are They're having fun. They're doing yeah. trust all. This it is great. It was cute and fun, yeah. and everyone loved it. Metaphor- metaphorically, is it <laughs> yeah. if it's interpreted, yeah. like their hands are up. You're an artist, goddammit. <laughs> Just can't help but overthink and spiral. <laughs> but this is what we're doing on the drop and ramp. This is what we're doing when we're doing our boots up. This is what we're doing when we're trying to like clear our heads and do a trick. Mm-hmm. Circles and circles and circles. Yeah, constantly wondering if it's okay that we're there and if it's if people hate us and if we belong and if we should just go Fuck home off. And, yeah. and quit. Yeah, <laughs> constantly, still, to this day, in any situation. Well, thank God neither of you guys did. Aw. <laughs> you can't make her quit. Unfortunately, I am the cockroach <laughs> of snowboarding and our friendship. <laughs> I won't fucking die. <laughs> I'd say uh, you're the cockroach of many friendships. <laughs> this is true. Hmm. You guys are doing great. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. <laughs> I don't want to be a cockroach, but <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> Next question. This is from Dinosaurs Will Die. Maybe Jeno? Fine. Super air horn. I was going to also request the homies. Yeah, we got the homies cooked (laughs) platter there. He wants to know, uh, I think it's Jeno at least, which one is Beavis, which one's Butthead? Did we get a fact check? Mm-hmm. The brown Unfortunately, hair. I'm butthead. Yeah. Nice. I'm Beavis. But and it's based on nothing but hair color so but far. You can be Donkey and well, I'll be Shrek. I don't like the Disney <laughs> nice reference. Movie. Is it Disney? You're Batman. I get to be Beavis if you get to be Batman. I, de- I never denied you, Beavis. I just was saying, unfortunately, I'm butthead because I feel like if we were going on names alone and not hair color, you have been associated with a butt. <laughs> I didn't even know that that's where you were going to go with that. But yes. You're like, I'll take that. Hey, on that subject, can we do a disclaimer here? Jess would like to clear her name. There's been comments about how I like exploit Dara on my Instagram or whatever. And it's like, dude, she, there isn't, Dara has gone through a lot physically and mentally as far as how she is physically. And she works her ass off in the gym and like just not to look good but to be like her absolute strongest self and probably to run from her problems but like she has this insane ass that she's not ashamed of and so like when i post I need stuff to, i need to say a lot of things about what you just said first okay. of all the gym is not an aesthetic thing for me it's to keep me sane secondly the ass I just comes strong. naturally i just it's it's been here my whole life go on <laughs> okay but it's not like you know, we're fucking around and we are like, things are approved. There's an approval process for the Instagram, for the memes, for everything. And I don't just like, I'm not just like making fun of her. It's more like, it's kind of cool to like celebrate. Like, I know like how strong you are and how like actual resistant to injury you are considering how hard you slam. Um, I think you're also like Jess is also alluding to and trying to like talk around the fact that she's seen me struggle through some things over the years w- um, in terms of body image issues. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyways, other 
I'm okay. Disorders of that type. Yeah. So I'm okay with being put in the spotlight positively, even if it maybe sexually objectifies me a little bit. It actually makes me feel pretty good. And like, like we were saying earlier, like it's okay to be both. Um, I respect myself as an athlete and I, I know what I bring to the table uh, in regards to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was saying I respect myself as an athlete, but also like I am um, a powerful woman and I have a hot bod sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it's okay at certain angles. Hell yeah. (laughs) If it's your own body, you can fucking... Like that's the thing. It's like yeah. you or can if tell it's people your dynamic what you want duo's bar- body. Yeah, right. you can exploit it. You yeah, and I, I and I, I shouldn't like it. Should never be. Whatever people want to do is great, and it shouldn't be. If somebody is celebrating who they are, what they look like, or and not hating themselves, who they are, yeah, then that's fucking great, and it shouldn't take away from their be- them being taken seriously in their other pursuits. I don't think. I do get a lot of messages from kind of creepy guys being like send me a send me a like they'll see that we're at the beach or something and they want a video didn't you have to pay for that sir they've offered (laughs) they've offered there's been a campaign to get dara to start an OnlyFans. i would i would back Uh, that my budget could use some (laughs) improvement so so you don't feel exploited just to be clear by Jess. Yeah, thanks for rough summarizing. Just, summarizing just to wrap up the whole thing, because she said that she gets attacked for exploiting. Yeah, please don't attack Jess. Okay, it's a non-exploitation. I'm fine. Until, I'm fine. until <laughs> the OnlyFans or Feet Finder account does come up, which point, you know, could be a different story. The Feet Finder <laughs> thing's a myth, apparently. Like, you have to actually, like, unless you're one of the OG Feet influencers, you have to, like, pay a lot of money for your account to try to sell your feet pics you know we've looked into this extensively i made a feet instagram <laughs> once it's called jay's on my feet great name but Ooh. i didn't do anything with it <laughs> still out there <laughs> if you'll run it up you should still hold time that. Yeah. yeah still time hold that handle <laughs> okay cork mcnordis wants to know who would win in an arm wrestling match this hurts me 100 percent me Absolutely, unequivocally, Dara would win an arm, an arm wrestling match with like 90% of the people I know, including myself. <laughs> Dude, I honestly think that, that you could potentially be Grandies in an arm wrestle. Ooh. Can we get that right now? All right, you ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, she's putting up a good fight. No. Oh. That was close. No one was it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying hard. I was okay. trying hard. Whatever, Chris. Can I make a statement? Just Can another white statement? male victory. Chris, you dog. Good job. I want to make a statement, and it is that your long arm made you have a huge advantage. You should have retracted. And that is a metaphor for being a white male in this world. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're like... <laughs> it did. Touche. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to reply and officially go on record with no comment. <laughs> with, Let the so record hard. show no comment. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I was trying hard. Yeah, your face like, was red. When, it fir- when you first started going, I was like, oh, shit. I got to dig deep here. I should have listened to Jess and got the lifter. Next time. I should have hey, done Chris. a lot. I should have lot of, done a lot of things differently in my life. <laughs> yeah, way to whoop her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a big I feel like a big big strong man now. Uh, just what I needed. Take me down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
She thrives. I'm just, I was, you, you guys put me in the situation. Don't, You're fine, don't worry. Don't do this to me, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, we're going to get into the pub beer crapshoot. Now, uh, you guys roll that dice, and I'll tell you what you got to do. It's time to roll some dice for some cheap fun presented by Pub Beer. No matter what you're doing, cracking open a cold pub beer for some cheap fun is always a safe bet. Responsibly, I should say. Now, let's see what you got to do here. All right. You guys got a six. What was the name on your fake ID? Jessica Kamira. Because we had IDs that you could just cut the letters off of in like the box to like make your year to a different year. So you just like used your own. We didn't have fake ID. Like I, as far as I knew, I didn't know if you could get a fake ID with not your name on it. Mine was Sarah Jones. Mm. Shout out Sarah Jones. I just thought that was close enough to Dara that if somebody oh, yeah. said Dara, then the person checking the ID would be like. Mm. Good logic. Yeah. What is it? Was it 18 in Canada? 18. It depends on the province. My province was 18. Alberta was 18, so I'd go there when I was 16. <laughs> and out in Winnipeg? Yeah, 18. With uh, Jody and Jeeves? Yeah, so when Jeeves came to my prom as my prom date, we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we were all Legally. the drinks. <laughs> Legally. With my mom chaperoning. <laughs> no way. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Let's give your mom an air horn. All right, so uh, we're coming into winter. What's going on with you guys this winter? What do we got on the docket? What's happening? What to look forward to? Three-part uninvited series? Um, uninvited Invitational is going to be happening again. We have some qualifier events potentially in the works internationally that would send um, some poor Canadian or European, actually three of them, uh, getting winning a free trip to finals so that they can get that opportunity as well. And then just... Yeah, trying to ride in between. I'm going to go to Japan. I promised Dara four days and five nights. I think it was five days. Um, that we're going to meet up in Japan and give her another chance. Mm -hmm. I need to go back to Japan. What do you got going on, Dara? Six, oh, 686 movie. I, I haven't seen it. It's uh, right. It'll be out by the time this comes out, but it's premiering right now. Yeah, it's premiering in Salt Lake City in a week, and then it's online premiere, I think, is November 13th, 14th, so... Um, that's exciting. It's a good movie. Colton killed it. Everyone killed it. Um, and then on to this season, I guess we just confirmed that I'll be going back to natural selection, right, Liam? There eh? it is. <laughs> Are you going to have help this year? Yeah, I hope so. I can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully your team shows up this year mm -hmm. supports you. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's been a great show. Uh, I want to say thank you guys for coming down and coming on the show. We, we had a good banter us. journey. Yeah, this was fun. You guys rule. Uh, Jules, thanks for co-hosting. Yeah, we thanks. love you, Jules. Love you guys. Thank you for sitting next to me. Thank you for allowing me to. Thanks for making eye contact. Yeah, it was good eye contact the whole time. Strong. <laughs> Silk, thanks for doing what you do. A pleasure. It's Appreciate job. you. Thanks to Silk's bangs. Thank you. Thanks Silk's to Silk's bangs. bangs. Thank you. The real MVP. Thanks to Silk's scissors. Shout. Yep. <laughs> Thanks to Silk's hair products he uses. Water. Water. Ooh, okay. Uh, organic. Yep. Yeah. Right. Thank you to water, H2O. All right. <laughs> and also thank you to all our listeners and sponsors and everybody that supports the show. You guys rule. Uh, over and out from the bomb hole.